Progressive Financial Partners, who defines federal credit union is here for you. Call 800-237-9789 or email us at Where do you see your home loan in 15 years? Now is a great time to take advantage of low mortgage rates at Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. You may find that you can shorten the term of your loan, reduce your monthly payment amount, reduce lifetime interest expense, or cash out for home improvement. Apply online at coosapinesfcu.org or call the Coosa Pines Loan Department using option 5 at 256-378-5559 or talk to one of our mortgage experts. Coosa Pines FCU, equal housing lender, federally insured by NCUA, NMLS number 464059. Garrett Specialties and Pawns has what you need. Loans as low as $5. Great deals on firearms and interesting items you won't find anywhere else. Garrett Specialties and Pawns, behind Pete's Feed and Seed in Silicaga. What makes Garrett Specialty special? Did you know Garrett's Pawn is the largest firearm dealer in Talladega County with one of the largest firearm selections? That's special. Garrett's Music has it all for the instrument enthusiasts, guitars, drums, keyboards, and more. That's special. And Garrett's Tax Service will get you the most back on your tax return at the beginning of the year. Now that's special. Drop by Garrett's Specialties today. You never know what you'll find. Garrett's Specialties in Pawn. Behind Pete's Feed and Seed on West 2nd Street in Sylacauga. Good evening and welcome to Bulldog Stadium in beautiful Lafayette, Alabama. I'm Blake Bagger alongside Jacob Bassett. And it is a wonderful evening of football tonight. And uh, we ain't got to worry about that sun shining in our eyes now that it's the time of year where the uh, sun wants to go down before kickoff. Jacob, how are you this evening? I'm pretty good. A long ride, but I'm ready for a good Friday night of football. Yeah, it was a uh, long ride indeed, but we was able to get here safely, and that's what counts. And uh, well, what do you think we'll see out of the Wolves tonight and the uh, Bulldogs? Well, for the Wolves, you know, we we learned last night the stage is set for them. We got to win the next three ball games and hope for a Vincent loss, hopefully tonight. And for the Bulldogs, it's the same. You know, they're winners of their last two games and. I mean, they're on a hot streak, and it's going to be a fun game. Absolutely. You know, we, we were talking um, with the uh, nice guy that does the announcing up here in the press box for the Bulldogs, and that fourth spot is still up for grabs. And uh, I see Vincent taking a loss tonight against Comer because I just don't feel like they're as good of a team as Comer is. And um, I feel like they're going to go in there and get that win this evening. But, um, you know, that fourth spot being open, this is a pivotal game. Whichever team loses this game tonight is totally out of the playoffs, so it's kind of a, a staying alive battle this evening. Yeah, both teams know what's riding, and Vincent's going to do their part tonight. It's just up to the Fayetteville Wolves to do their part and get a W and let's leave you know, Lafayette with a win tonight and win the next two. That's right, Jacob, and uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties before uh, the game got underway, so we're, we're set now to have the kickoff, and the Wolves are going to receive it, and uh, they're out in their gold helmets, the white jerseys and white pants, 
And the Bulldogs are in their black helmets, black jerseys, and gold pants, or yellow pants, rather. It's something similar that the Pittsburgh Steelers um, wear for their home outings. And the game is underway. You get to kick, and it is received by number 33, Richie, as he blasts up to the 25. And that's about as far as he'll get as he's out to the 26 on the far side of the field. And, um, you know, Coach John Limbaugh likes to get the ball first, Jacob. What do you think we'll see out of his first offensive outing this evening? Well, we're probably going to see a lot of the same. You know, we're going to run the ball a lot tonight. You know, keep the keep the football out of these athletes on this side of Lafayette football team. You know, they, they're loaded with athletes. And as long as we hold on to the ball and control the clock, we should be okay. Absolutely. They got some big men up front, but it looks like they're not stacking the box. So, uh, you know, John Limbaugh is going to try to want to exploit that this evening and uh, run the ball ground to pound. But we'll see what they do as they come out with uh, Pacey in the shotgun trio set with Richie and Luke White in the backfield. Takes a snap from the 20-yard line, and it is a give up the middle to it looks like Luke White, who gets about four yards. Yeah, this is Luke's second game back from injury, and, you know, he's he's missed a few games, so he's he's been ready to go in the last two last week, and hopefully tonight, you know, we'll see a lot of Luke White. Yeah, you know, the, the injury bug really plaguing this team, and it, I can't really tell from over here, but, okay, I, I don't know who number 51 for the Wolves is, but he's out this evening, and I remember Coach John Limbaugh telling me a couple guys that had out, uh, but uh, in the shotgun trio again, Pacey takes a snap, and this time he'll fake it to Richie, keep it himself around the left side. He gets about 10 yards, but there's a flag down, and I believe this one probably be coming back for offense holding call. And that is exactly what it is, and that'll back him up about 10 yards, and that'll bring up about second and 16. You know, first couple plays, first the thing you want to do not want to do, and that's uh, commit costly penalties. Jacob, we see right there that uh, that's – um, not what you want to do. Well, you know my keys to the game every week. My big three is control the clock, minimize penalties, and don't get behind the sticks early. And the two of the three is already, you know, out the window on the first play of the game. Yeah, that's very true. You, you can't have those penalties. They line up in the trio again. Pacey takes a snap from his own 16. He drops back to pass, fires just over the head of Casey Bryant, and uh, that one was not catchable as uh, he was running over here towards us at the press box. And now you're looking at third and 16, and your chances of converting third and 16 are very low uh, to start out the game. And you go three and out your first drive, you got to think you're already giving momentum to the Lafette Bulldogs, and that's something you don't want to do, especially uh, with them being at home. Uh, that'll let them start getting out to early lead, and that's what you don't want. As uh, Pacey sits back, it's on 15 again, takes a snap. Drops back to pass, scrambling, running, running some more, tucks it, and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage, which is about the 26-yard line. And uh, here comes the punt team for the Wolves for the first time this evening. Uh, it didn't take long. It was just three short plays. And um, here comes Levi Phillips, who can boot that ball. And LaFette knows it. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, the special teams last week on the – First drive of the game, fumbled a snap, and they scored. But it looks like this is going to be a good punt by Levi. Yeah, Levi boots that one to the far side of the field, and it will bounce to about the 42-yard line. 
of Lafette, and that's where they'll take over. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Fable Football Game of the Week on the Fable Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. School football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. And as we were coming back from a break, uh, it looked like number 13, Joshua Combs, took that ball about 30 yards down the field on a jet sweep, but that play is being brought back by a penalty marker, and that's a hold on the offense. So the Wolves catch a big break there, Jacob, as uh, they were um, looking at possibly going down 7 and nothing if it wouldn't have been for that touchdown saving tackle, but they got lucky, and, and now LaFette's looking at a first and 15. Yeah, LaFette opened the bag of tricks earlier. Or early on, that was a reverse I mean, it worked there for the most part, but those yellow flags brought it back. Yeah, and poor tackling by the Wolves, too. They had about five chances to get them down before they finally did. and They'll come up to the line facing the first and 15. And uh, Tolls takes a snap, and it is a toss to the running back here to the near side of the field. He gets about uh, seven yards, and that was number 28, Jamari Daniel on the carry. Big old running back for him. He's also their punt return. Yeah, looking down on the field, you know, Lafayette's got a lot of size, but we need to control the line of scrimmage and uh, minimize big plays like that one right there. Absolutely. Uh, you can't give up big plays like uh, that first play that luckily got called back. Now they're facing by second and five as Tolls lines up under center as they're in I formation, split receivers. Takes a snap. It's a toss to the far side of the field to number 28, Daniels. And he's going to have it. He's down to the 30-yard line of the Wolves. And that one chalked up for about a 25-yard, 30-yard gain. And uh, now the Bulldogs are knocking on the door as they just entered the red area, Jacob. Yeah, uh, Cole Hardy was on the – on the defensive side of the ball, getting ready to make that play, and he just got stiff on to the ground. Yeah, when, for the big game. with 9.08 left to go in this first quarter and ticking, it's 0-0 zero zero as the Bulldogs are now knocking on the door. Tolls lines up, eye formation, split receivers, takes a snap, and it's a fullback dive this time up the middle, which gets about three or four yards. And uh, that is the fullback, number 21, Jaquavius Lloyd. And a uh, little, little trickeration. I expected another toss there, Jacob, but they gave it up the middle to number 21, uh, uh, Lloyd. So change yeah. things up a bit, and that will bring up second and seven. Yeah, they've been feeding the fullback, and, or the halfback, sorry, and they fed it to the fullback to throw us off a little bit. That they did. Tolls under center. Eye formation again. Gets the snap. Toss this time, fumbled a little bit, and he's going to come around the far side, near side rather, and he's going to get down to about the 15-yard line. So that's going to be close to a first down. It looks like they're going to give it to him, which I agree with because it looks like he got past the sticks. 
And uh, not even four minutes into this game, Jacob, the Bulldogs are already knocking on the door, and that's not what you want if you're the Wolves. Yeah, but the Bulldogs are moving the ball very well, almost at will. You know, we need to do better tackling. Absolutely, I do agree. Tolls lines up under center again. Split receiver, same formation we've seen every time. He's looking, takes a snap, and it is a fullback dive to Daniels again. And he gets about five yards there, down to about the 11-yard line. And uh, they just keep moving this ball. And if you're the Wolves, you got to start thinking, you got to stack that box to stop the run. As it looks like number seven, uh, Jameis Walton checks into the game. Facing a second and six. And uh, we'll probably see the same play call we've seen all evening, if I had to guess. Yeah, if his works, keep using it, you know. Absolutely, Jacob. They line up in the eye formation once again. Two receivers uh, to the far side of the field. Gets the snap. Toss again. Missed tackle by number 38, Camden Keaton. But then there's a host of Wolves to get over there, and that looks like it's about a two-yard loss as they take down uh, Daniel back there. And So that's going to bring up a third down. That's first third down for the Lafette Bulldogs, and we'll see if they decide to throw the ball because this is a third long, third and nine. What do, you, what do you think we'll see right here, Jacob? Probably more of the same. Um, Lafayette hadn't thrown a pass yet. They're running the ball, and they're moving the ball. Great job, though, by... Camden Keaton right there, slowing him down and then allowing the rest of the defense to make that play. Yeah, he slowed him down just enough to allow a couple other guys to get in there, and there were so many I couldn't tell who got there first. Tolls lines up in a trio, shotgun, takes a snap, drops back to pass, looking, looking, fires over the middle, and that was number eight, uh, Vinay Sign, and it is broken up, partially broken up, partially dropped. That brings up Oh, and that's going to be an intentional grounding call. And if I recall correctly, that's a loss of down and a loss of yards. So that will – looks about – that's going to knock them – oh, nope. Nope. That was uh, – excuse me, that was not intentional grounding. That was a rough in the passer call. So that will move the ball up uh, to about the six-yard line. And that will bring up first down. Yeah, I think they're going to hand it off to Jamari Daniel right here. That's what I would think, too, as they line up in that uh, eye formation again. Gets the snap. Hand it to Daniel again, and he's taken down after maybe a yard, if we're being generous. But, you know, Jacob, you're looking at it. There's always already been a couple penalties by the Wolves. And this one right here could cost them, as Lafayette would have walked away without points, possibly on this drive, only to get them inside the 10-yard line with a fresh set of downs. Yeah, with what's riding right now, you know, we got to be more disciplined than what we're starting out at. But I know Limbaugh's going to talk to the defense, you know, at the change of possession and hopefully get these boys back in line. Absolutely. I'm hoping that they can uh, stay tall here and be a bend but don't break defense. And we got a change at the halfback position. Now it's number 13, Joshua Combs. Eye formation snap. And there's a flag, a delay of game. And that'll bring the ball back five yards to the 11-yard line just about. Uh, where they'll be facing a second and goal, little fat Bulldogs. This game 0-0. Zero zero. 
and we're just under the five-minute mark in the first quarter. And Jacob, you got to think the Wolves can stay strong here and not give up another penalty. They might can hold this Lafette team to three or rather zero points here. Well, I don't know what Lafayette has as far as special teams, but either, either way, we need to stop. Absolutely. High formation snap. Toss. And there's a flag on the field already, and the play's blown dead, so that makes me think this is probably going to be a false start. And that's exactly what it is. is this will back up Lafette five more yards, facing the second and goal from the 15. And that's a long way to go without being able to get a first down. And uh, that defense... Uh, starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel now after committing that costly roughing the passer penalty. But then Lafette's got two penalties uh, to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, right now that yellow flag is the best defensive. Well, the past two plays has been the best defensive player. But now it's time for the Wolves defense to step up. You know, Lafayette shooting themselves in the foot right now, and I think we can capitalize right here. Absolutely. We, they can't uh, give up this opportunity to get a stop. Second to go from the 15. Tolls gets a snap. It's a toss. Number 13 takes it around the corner down to the, about the 17. He gets uh, maybe three yards. Yeah. Excuse me. No, that, that was a loss. That was a toss right there, and I couldn't see because this corner of this window – is uh, kind of blocking my view, but I think he lost a couple yards on that one. Yeah, I know we have our instructions, you know, laid out for us, but Blake Ritchie was being held like nobody's business right there, and a referee in the area, and nothing was called. Well, you can't get all of them. Those guys call a lot of plays per game, and sometimes you can't catch all of them. And this is a, this is a uh, going to be a hard one to convert. Third and goal from the 18-yard line of the Wolves. Tolls in a shotgun. Takes a snap. Drops back to pass. Looking, looking. Dakota Ogle rushing him. Getting there. Number 75 gets there. And Brady Ritchie finally knocks him out of bounds at about the 16-yard line. So this will be fourth and goal from the 16. And uh, that was number 75, Connor Rogers, in pursuit of Tolls. So... We'll see what they decide to do here. I think they're going to send the field goal team out there. And number one, Tucker, and number eight, Sign. They step off the field, so does Tolls. And that looks like exactly what they're going to do is uh, Tymerian Brewer steps in. And Jamarian Daniels signals to the official they need a timeout. And I reckon we're going to take one with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. We'll be back momentarily. Like a good neighbor, State Farm Audi Steers is there for all of your insurance needs. Home, car, boats, and more. Whatever it is, State Farm agent Alby Steers in Sylacauga has you covered.
listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Fayetteville Sports Network, where the Fayetteville football game of the week is on. And uh, LaFette tried a field goal, and, and that one didn't look like they might have got a bad hold on it or something. And it didn't go right, and they'll come away with zero points after being inside the five-yard line. And I think that would definitely be a win in this situation, especially since they were so close to getting a score there, Jacob. Yeah, that kick was going nowhere. You know, it went even if it had the distance, it was going to sell wide, wide right. Credit the de- uh, defense for making a decent stop right there. Absolutely, that was a uh, nice defensive stand by the Wolves there, and. That'll bring them with a fresh set of downs and see if they can't get something going on their second offensive series. See, he gets the snap. It's a handoff, and that's number 13, Luke White. It looks like he might have got three or four yards on that one. Yeah, if we can do that the whole game, you know, get these little chunk yards and Maybe eventually take a shot downfield. We should be okay on offense. Absolutely, Jacob. And, you know, the Wolves, that's been one area they've struggled with all season. So let's see if they can get it going tonight and kind of shake some of those offensive blues. In the trio, takes a snap to Loach. It's a back handoff, reverse handoff to Richie. And he is flying around the far side of the field. And he's hit low, dives forward. He might have got it two yards. And this will bring up about a third and four situation for the Wolves. Man, looking at this right now, it looks like it's going to be a physical game. A lot of hard hitting right there. You know, Brady Ritchie just lowered his head to get a few extra yards. You know, it's... Absolutely. You haven't seen much passing by these two teams. And when uh, you do see it, the secondary's played lockdown on those receivers as it's third down in the trio. Deloach takes a snap. It's a low snap. He keeps it himself around the far side, spins. Carries a man, and he's going to have the first down by about three yards as he's out to about the 34-yard line, and he was spinning around, dragging guys, and he finally got past that first down marker. Yeah, great job by Pacey right there. You know, the snap was on the ground, and he picked it up and made something out of what could have possibly been nothing. Yeah, that one looked like it was a busted play from the start. I don't even know if it was designed for him to run it, but nonetheless, he was able to scoop it up and get him a first down. This offensive drive keeps going, and that defense is getting some rest. It looks like they're lined up in the trio again. Flanked out to the far side of the field. Two receivers, takes the snap, gives it to Luke White. Luke White counters back counters to the side and it looks like he dances around for about a five-yard gain and i'm gonna be honest jake that would look like he might would have lost a yard if he wouldn't have danced around a little yeah luke white's got some quick feet you know he's a very special player we're lucky to have him and right there just proved why that he is made a huge impact last season and this season for the wolves as they're lined up in the shotgun trio again flanked out is cadence barrett and Cason bryant in the backfield is Pacey DeLoach. He screens it to Bryant. Bryant has gobbled up, and he lost two yards on that one, going nowhere. The screen was not fooling the Bulldogs, and now it's going to be third and long again for the Wolves. Yeah, uh, Limbaugh tried to keep, get the deep defense snapping right there with the screen pass. It didn't work, but credit the receiver right there for not giving up and 
you know, still trying to fight for yards. Absolutely. They, these guys are a lot quicker than the Wolves, so you can't try to call those little quick screens, get out in space. Same formation again in the shotgun trio. In the backfield is Richie and Luke White. Pacey takes a snap. Hell, he steps forward before he does it, and now we see a flag, and this will probably be a false start. And we'll see, waiting on the call, and that's exactly what it is. That'll bump back five more yards. Now you're looking at about a third and 11, and that's very long. Yeah, Connor Rogers got a little anxious to run that play right there, and he just, you know, moved his rear end up. The referee saw it, and you're going to get five yards for that every time. Yeah, exactly right. They're not going to miss that one. You know, these guys have been doing a pretty good job tonight. We've reached the end of the first quarter, and we're knotted up with goose eggs on the scoreboard. Uh, Fevel will be facing a third and 11 when we come back. You're listening to the Fevel Football Game of the Week on the Fevel Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. We will be back shortly. Have you started prepping for deer season? Oak Grove Feed and Tech has all the supplies that you need. Stock up on corn, seeds, or mixes like their best-selling triple grip mix today. Oak Grove Feed and Tech, located on Highway 280 next to Vaden Toyota. As we celebrate 100 years of women's suffrage, we reflect upon a time when we could not register to vote nor hold public office. But now, we have the privilege of representing the people of Alabama in the state legislature. We must continue to educate and empower women because together we can continue to shatter records and overcome barriers. Register to vote and obtain your photo ID so you too can exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. Register to vote at sos.alabama.gov. Listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Fayetteville Football Game of the Week uh, on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. And uh, KJ, I know you're listening out there. I figured out why that volume was low there, brother, on the commercials. It, uh, one of the plugs went all the way in on the on the board and when i plugged it in i'm gonna tell you that sound shot up and hurt my ears man but uh you know you can't always be smart and that goes to show tonight because that was a total brain fart on my end yeah kj's not with us tonight he's out he's uh down with a little illness and kj we hope you get to feeling better and we'll see you uh thursday night hopefully and he does not have the COVID hoax i repeat he does not have the COVID hoax and uh Pacey DeLoach lines up, takes a snap, bobbles it a little, drops back to pass, running towards the far side of the field. He barely gets that one. Ooh, oh. dangerous throw as it was almost picked off by Jamari Daniel, and there was no wolves in the area, and he would have walked into the end zone. Uh, he is lucky he did not throw a pick there. That would have been costly. Now you'll see Levi Phillips come out on the field for the punt, but uh, back to KJ, he decided since it was uh, October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, he was going to get pink eye uh, to support the cause. So uh, shout out to you, KJ. And uh, Levi Phillips will be standing at his own 19 to boot this ball back to Daniel, who almost just intercepted uh, Pacey Loach. Phillips takes a snap, has a step back with it, jumps forward and gets a beautiful spiraling punt. 
Drops at the 32, bounces, takes a few more rolls, and it's finally downed at the 18-yard line by number 18, Jacob Weiss. And, wow, what a punt. Man, it's great to have a special player like Levi Phillips. I'll tell you what, just watching that ball sail through the air the way it did, tight spiral, you'd think that ball was thrown. Absolutely. It looked like something out of a video game right there, Jacob. And, uh Great punt as the Wolves will come back on defense for the second time tonight. And, and we anticipated, you know, we was talking to Coach John Limbaugh last night. We were going to see a low-scoring game. That's what we've seen so far. You know, we're under a minute into the second quarter, and you're still seeing a goose egg on the scoreboard. And uh, at the far hash, this is where the Lafette Bulldogs will take over at the 18-yard line. And they have a new quarterback out there, and that's uh, – Tyquavian Daniel, he's under center. Eye formation, and either a delay a game or somebody called timeout. And that'll be a timeout by the Bulldogs. We'll take one with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on RadioAlabamaSports.net, and we'll be back momentarily. Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. Your area is Silicaga, the beautiful Marble City. Your area is Childersburg, the oldest city in the United States. Your area is Fayetteville, home of Lay Lake and Purcell Farms. Your area is area real estate. When you're in need of a new home, area real estate is there for you. Bill Farr and the group of agents at area real estate are helpful, insightful, and take the weight off your shoulders in the home buying and selling process. Let the real estate company in your area work for you. Area real estate, online at arearealestateinc.com. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net, and the Lafette Bulldogs are now taking over, and they'll take their first snap. It's a toss, number 28, Daniel, and Dakota Ogle was there, takes him down, three-yard loss on the play. Uh, Dakota Ogle just exploded through that offensive line, went down there and said, no, sir, tackled him, uh, leg tackle, and that's going to bring up about second and 13 from the 15. And, uh, Jacob, we just got a score update. Yeah, Silicaga is up on Talladega in the first quarter. I mean, just now getting started, it's 14-7 to Silicaga right now. Wow, yeah, Silicaga, great outing this year. So is Comer. Winterboro doing pretty well, too. And uh, you still see number two, Taquami and Daniel, being the quarterback. They line up in the shotgun trio. Receivers flank to both ends, takes a snap, drops back, doesn't see anybody. He's going to scramble to the near side of the field, and he's going to lose more yardage as he's finally pushed out of bounds by number 15. And we don't have a number 15, but it's number 15 for the Wolves. And I don't know who it was, but good job there, bud. And uh, so it looks like they're going to be facing about a third and 14 situation here from their own 18. Well, that ball doesn't like it's spotted all the way correctly. Should be backed up a little bit. And they're going to line up. Go anyways. Two receivers to the far side of the field, two to the near side. And shotgun. Daniel takes the snap, drops back. He's going to air it out long. He takes a lick, and that ball's nowhere close to his intended target, Tucker. And, um... Ty Quavey and Daniel just got laid 
out at about the four-yard line, but it was a clean hit. That'll bring up another fourth down, and you'll see the punt team come out for the Bulldogs this time instead of the field goal team, and we'll see if they can flip field position. Man, Dakota Ogle shot through that gap with reckless abandon and just laid a smack down on to Quavian Daniel. Absolutely. And uh, punter's going to line up high snap. He's going to kick it, and this one's going to go straight up. And that punt will come to the, about the 32-yard line of the Bulldogs. So the Wolves will take over on plus side of the field. And you got to be thinking, Jacob, with this good a field position, they got to do something on offense. Well, you know, last week we were in this spot with, in scoring range, I guess you could say, with Levi Phillips, but we went for it. But I think tonight points are a premium, and you need to take the points when you can get them. Uh, absolutely there. And, you know, they were down inside the 20-yard line three different times and came away with zero points. You had three touchdowns to the mix. That game was seven-point ball game laid in there. Lines up, shotgun trio. Pacey gets the snap, hands it to Brady Ritchie up the middle. Jukes around to the near side of the field. He might have gotten back to the line of scrimmage, and that's where they'll mark it. And this will bring up about second and ten as Candon Keaton checks into the game. Player we have absent tonight, and that's Zeke Deloach uh, and Evan Baker. So two guys that do a pretty pretty good job. Helping that offense out or out tonight. As Pacey lines up in the trio, he's standing at 38-yard line. Takes a snap. Hand off this time to Camden Keaton, who blasts up through the middle. Jumps over a guy. And he will be down to about the 26-yard line near side of the field. And this will be third and medium. So it'll be about third and six. Yeah, Camden Keaton, you know, he uh, – it was the last man that brought him down. If he would have broke him instead of the guy grabbing his foot, we'd probably be looking at six right now. Absolutely. This third down, they line up in the trio again. Two receivers to the far side of the field. Pacey takes a snap. Slow snap. Reverse handoff to Richie. Richie powers forward and gets about a yard. And that'll get them down to about the 25-yard line. And, Jacob, do you see Levi Phillips come out and attempt a 42-yard field goal? Nope. The offense is going to stay on the field for this one. I think we should take a shot right here. If you don't get it, you can just consider, hey, it was a long punt. Yeah, absolutely, Jacob. And we'll see what they do. This is just fourth and medium. The Loach and the shotgun trio again. Luke White. Bray Ritchie in the backfield. Bryant and Barrett flanked to the right. And something went wrong there. Pacey signals for a timeout. And we'll take one with them. You're listening to the Pebble Football Game of the Week on the Pebble Sports Network, presented by Radio Alabama Sports. And we will be right back. Where do you see your home loan in 15 years? Now is a great time to take advantage of low mortgage rates at Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. You may find that you can shorten the term of your loan, reduce your monthly payment amount, reduce lifetime interest expense, or cash out for home improvement. Apply online at coosapinesfcu.org or call the Coosa Pines Loan Department using option 5 at 256-378-5559 or talk to one of our mortgage experts. Coosa Pines FCU, equal housing lender, federally insured by NCUA, NMLS number 464059.
listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Fayetteville Football Game of the Week on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. Me alongside Jacob Bassett, KJ, uh, couldn't make it this evening. And I'm going to tell you, it's fared well for the Wolves when one member of the crew hadn't been able to make it. You know, KJ, first, I mean, excuse me, Jacob, first week of the season, uh, they lose by three points, two points, something like that. And then the week I was gone, they win. Uh, so it's fared well, and you see again, as we're, it's uh, knotted up at zero with 7.50 to go in the second. Deloach, standing at 31, takes a snap. He rolls to the right. Nothing doing, and he is sacked at the 32. That'll be a turnover on downs, and the Lafette Bulldogs will take over. And once again, no points uh, by this Wolves offense. Nothing going right there for Pacey. Um, He looked confused from the get-go, and, I mean, it showed and turnover on downs. Absolutely. With that great a field position, you never want to turn the ball over on downs, but that's what happened there. So we'll see. Um, see what they'll be able to do here. And Lafette, let's see who's at quarterback now. They've had a couple different guys out there, and it looks like it's going to be Daniel again. Lines up in eye formation. Takes a snap, and he's going to hand it directly to Daniel. And Daniel's running over, guys, and he's finally taken down at about the 48-yard line. That was about a gain of 20 yards there as he exploded up the middle. I thought he was going to break another one. and uh, So I'm, I'm guessing that the two guys with last name Daniel are brothers. But I could, yeah, I was just confirmed that they are brothers. So uh, got a brother tr- uh, duo like you do at the Wolves with – the loach and the loach, but one of them's out tonight, so they won't have that. Daniel lines up, eye formation, receivers each end. One goes in motion, gets the snap, and then it looked like a little QB blast up the middle, and that actually gets a little decent yardage. That'll bring up second and seven. Yeah, that was a pretty decent play call right there. You know, they've been doing the runs to the outside, and they gave it a run up the middle with the quarterback and got a few yards out of it. Absolutely. I like the call there. Is, uh, number 54, Zaterius Dawson checks out the game. Second is seven from the 46. Ball in the center hash. Lined up in the shotgun trio. Receivers to each end. Daniel looks, checks, takes a snap, drops back, fires to number eight. Vinay sign, and that was just out of the reach of sin. And if he would have caught that, that might have been six. Yeah, he's a six-three receiver. Luke White's probably all a five-nine, five-eight. A height advantage right there, but the ball was just a little taller right there. Absolutely, he did have the advantage on that one. But luckily for them, Daniel missed that throw, and uh, this will bring up third and seven. Six twenty-five to go before the half. Lined up in shotgun trio, receivers to each side. Daniel takes a snap, drops back. He's going to screen it at number 28, Daniel. Daniel breaks a tackle, breaks another one. He's pushed out of bounds about the 40, and he will be about a yard shy of that first down. And we'll obviously see the punt team, or not, excuse me, we'll obviously see the 
offense come back out for this one. Yeah, that was a great job by Blake Ritchie in pursuit to get off the line and come to the outside of the play and make the play and push him out of bounds. Absolutely. It looked like he should have been taken down after about a two-yard gain, but um, he was able to tiptoe across that, across a few more yards before he got pushed out of bounds. They're going to line up heavy, and you'll probably see a QB sneaker fullback dive. Daniel sends a man in motion, takes a snap, and that's exactly what it is, is a, a QB sneak. And he gets probably four yards out of that, and that will easily move the chains. That's not a hard one at all. And um, they'll take – They'll be down at about the 36-yard line. Yeah, decent running by Tequavy and Daniel right there. He's a—he's not the tallest kid in the world, but he's got some strength in those legs, and he's proving it right now. Absolutely. Well, he's slippery when you're up behind those big linemen like that, and that always helps out as they line up in the shotgun. Two receivers to each side. Daniel looks, checks with everybody, makes sure things are good, takes a snap. He hands it to Daniel on the read option, and he was cutting it upfield, but uh, there was a flag on the play, and I bet this is a false start, and it'll be coming back. Yeah, I was just talking about Tyquavy and Daniel, and on on the paper right here, it has them listed at 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Well, that's an advantage when it comes to getting behind them linemen and making uh, – short yard situations like that because they can't see him. Yep, and it was a false start that brings them back. Near side of the field, first and 15 from the 41-yard line of the Wolves. This would be a big stop if we can get it on defense right here. Absolutely, lined up in the shotgun again, two receivers to each side. Daniel takes a snap, and it's a read option handoff to Daniel. Daniel gets... About a yard, maybe two. And uh, that was number 28, Jamar Daniel on the carry. Like we stated earlier, they're brothers. So you got Daniel and Daniel in the backfield. So I'm trying not to confuse y'all, but um, I probably will. So I apologize in advance. Yeah, great job by the defense right there to get a good read on the ball. And I want to say just about every all 11 players wearing white shirts was in on that tackle. Yeah, that they were. They was not going to let him escape or break a tackle there. Now you look like they're lined up with uh, receivers everywhere. Four receivers, one running back. Long in the backfield. Daniel steps back, running around. Can't find a receiver. Fires across the middle. It's complete to Joshua Combs. Combs breaks a few tackles, and he's down to the 20-yard line. And uh, that was a bullet of a pass, and Combs didn't have any problem catching that one as he gets down to the 20-yard line. And he's limping coming off the field, so he'll check out for play. And uh, Tolls will check in. They're marked at the 20-yard line facing the first and 10 as we tick down to about four minutes to go before the half. And Daniel and Daniel in the backfield. Pistol formation, receivers to each side. Takes a snap. Oh, and it's a little miscommunication. Takes off running. Daniel down, spinning around, keeps going. He'll have the first down at the nine-yard line at the far side of the field. And uh, with just under four minutes to go in this game, it looks like the Bulldogs might be knocking on that door to get six here. Yeah, this is where you can't let the game start getting – getting away from you because they score right here this late in the half they get the ball back to start the second half so either way you're going to have to make a stop absolutely you're going to have to make a stop one 
uh, one time out of the two, and you'd like to do that first, give you a little cushion going into the half. They line up in the eye formation. Daniel under center. Takes a snap. It's a handoff to Daniel up the middle. And he is met with a collision by Camden Keaton at about the two-yard line, and that'll be second down a goal. So they've got three plays to get two yards. The odds are pretty good. We'll see what they'll do. They line up in the eye formation again. Daniel under center. Takes a snap. Handoff to his brother Daniel, and he is stopped short at the one-and-a-half-yard line. That'll bring up third and goal, and I thought he was going to walk in on that one, but one of the Wolves' defenders came out of nowhere to stop him. That was Brady Ritchie said, I don't think so. You're going to get get a third down, and we're going to try to get another stop right here. Defense can hold their own in the red zone. Absolutely. He said, you're going to earn this one, and – one of the big hefties checks in. That looks like number 76. I can't tell who that is. But they'll line up near side of the field. Eye formation again. Daniel under center. Takes the snaps. A fullback dive, and he won't get in. He is stopped short at the one-yard line, bringing up fourth and goal. That was number 21 Lloyd on the carry, and the Wolves defense said, no, sir. So the first half will all come down to this. Yeah, this will be a big stop if we can get it right here. 158 to go before the half. The Wolves would be just absolutely excited to get a stop here. And there's an injured Wolf on the on the field. Coach John Limbaugh comes out there. They get him up. That's number 18, Jacob Vice. Hopefully it was nothing more than a cramp. And uh, he's standing up on his own. So that's good to see. And he is walking off of the field under his own power. So good to see there. And in his place, checking in is number 88, Solly Brooks. So we'll see what they do here. Yeah, we know our defense can make stops. And in and, and a game like this, every stop is important. That it is, Jacob. That it is. And we'll see what they do. Official gives them the go-ahead. They line up in eye formation. Daniel under center. Play clock ticking down. Takes the snap. He's going to take it himself, but he stopped short. He did not get – yes, he did. He got in. Never mind. From this angle, it looked like he didn't get in, but uh, he didn't have far to go, so I can't really say for sure from this angle because I can't I can't really make that call for him. So he's getting for six points, and they're waiting the PAT. <laughs> Number 79, Brewer, comes to tack on that extra point, and that's in. And I'm surprised that wasn't blocked by number 54, Dakota Ogle. And the first points on the board here before halftime, they barely snuck them in. 158 to go. It's 7 to nothing. Bulldogs, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back after this. 
Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. What makes Garris Specialty special? Did you know Garris Poland is the largest firearm dealer in Talladega County with one of the largest firearm selections? That's special. Garris Music has it all for the instrument enthusiasts, guitars, drums, keyboards, and more. That's special. And Garris Tax Service will get you the most back on your tax return at the beginning of the year. Now that's special. Drop by Garris Specialties today. You never know what you'll find. Garris Specialties and Pond. Behind Pete's Feed and Seed on West 2nd Street in Sylacauga. All right, Brewer with the kick is fielded and slung to the ground he is number three case and brian he didn't have nowhere to go two players threw him down he's lucky to get up but he'll feel that one tomorrow as the wolves will take over from their own 25 yard line at the far side of the field they got a long way to go jacob but you got to be thinking they want seven points yeah i think this is a position Right here where we needed to start taking shots. Enough with the run game for a few plays, and let's see what we can do downfield. Absolutely. I'd say you start taking shots here, and uh, we've seen Coach Limbaugh do that before in this situation. Uh, stoppage of play, and they moved the ball forward a yard, so I guess we'll, we'll take that gift. Not sure what that's about. And they're lined up in the trio, two receivers to the far side of the field. The Loach standing at the 23 takes a snap and it's a handoff. Number 13, Luke White, seven yards. So, uh, well, Jacob, we did, we miscalled that one. Yeah, we didn't get that. I thought they'd go through the air, but Limbaugh wanted to play it conservative, go on the ground, and that clock continues to tick. 115 to go, and it's running, and they're not being urgent about it. Yeah, if history serves us, you know we're going to run the ball. Absolutely. Pacey takes a snap and again a handoff to Luke White. Luke White gets the first down out to about the 50-yard line and gets out of bounds, so that'll spare him a little bit of time. And, yep, right at the 50. Good little run by Luke White. Man, Luke White's a hungry football player right now. He, he, you know, he missed those few weeks that he missed and, He's ready to come out and show what he can do. And right there, first hit, miss, second hit, miss, and he got a good little 15, 20 yards out of it. Yeah, he did for sure. So we'll see what the Wolves are going to do here. Same formation. Deloach takes a snap, and we're going to call the same play for the third time in a row. And it actually ended up working out pretty well. Is He gets about eight yards when it looked like he should have lost two. Yeah, Jamari Daniels was – on him and in the backfield and Luke just slipped out and uh, got a good little seven, eight yards out of it. Yeah, that he did. Well, actually, it's saying he only got four yards, uh, five yards out of carry rather. And I don't know about that, but not a bad spot. 46 seconds to go. They're down seven nothing. Lined up in the trio once again. Bryant and Barrett are receivers to the far side. Deloach takes a snap. It's a screen to Bryant. Bryant breaks a few tackles, and he gets the first down. They're going to have to go quick unless they want to burn a timeout. Yeah, as soon as that ball's set, you know that clock will start, and no sense of urgency by the offense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see any. Is that clock's running 
They're going to line up at 39. They're still huddling. Taking their time. Down to 25 seconds. Ran 10 seconds off. Loach takes a snap. Drops back. Fakes the screen. He's going to fire to number 13, Luke White. Kind of a bad throw. Could have been catchable. And that'll be second down and 10 from the 40-yard line, 16 seconds to go. And you got to think here, Jacob, you just got to take a couple shots if you're the Wolves. Yeah, we've been running the same formation right here. I think we need to bring two receivers to the near side, two receivers to the far side, and just start taking shots. Well, you called it. They must have read your mind before you even said it as they got four receivers out there as they line up in the shotgun. Deloach drops back. Richie is a blocker, and it's perfect throw to Luke White. I mean, right in the bread basket, he drops it, then he takes a lick, and I mean a lick, but it was clean hit all day, and he ain't getting up. Yeah, you don't want to see him go down again. Yeah, it, uh, he probably just got the wind knocked out of him, but he's down about the 12-yard line, and Coach is going to come on the field, and we'll, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at AreaRealEstateInc.com. Where do you see your home loan in 15 years? Now is a great time to take advantage of low mortgage rates at Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. You may find that you can shorten the term of your loan, reduce your monthly payment amount, reduce lifetime interest expense, or cash out for home improvement. Apply online at coosapinesfcu.org or call the Coosa Pines Loan Department using option 5 at 256-378-5559 or talk to one of our mortgage experts. Coosa Pines FCU, equal housing lender, federally insured by NCUA, NMLS number 464059. Listening to Fayetteville High School football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. And the Wolves. After that, Luke White going down, being helped off the field. They're going to line up in conservative formation, and they tried to fake it. Camden Keaton drops the ball. He's taken down at the 41. Couldn't execute the play. Probably would have got a good game. And they're just going to take it to the half. And, um, well, that clock will hit zero. They'll be down seven to nothing. And with the exception of last week in the fourth quarter, seven points, the Wolves have not, they've scored, I think, seven points. Uh, within the last, what, 10 quarters? I would say so. Randolph County shut us out. Um, obviously, we didn't play against Victory Christian. We had a touchdown in the fourth quarter against Vincent, I think. Yeah, so that's been – you take uh, Randolph County, Comer, that's eight quarters. Lafayette, that's two. So seven-point score within 10 quarters. Um, the offensive woes continue for the Wolves. and We just hit halftime, and we're going to – uh, take a break. We'll be back with the halftime show. Oh, nope. It looks like there was some time put back on the clock. 3.9 seconds. 
I guess the Wolves called a timeout. Somebody burned a timeout. Yeah, Limbaugh called a quick timeout at the end of that play. And it looks like they're lined up in Hail Mary formation. Three receivers to the near side, one to the far. Deloach takes a snap. He's got Richie in the backfield as a blocker, and he is just, I mean, ran over at the 44-yard line, slow to get up. That will take us to the half. You're listening to the Fable Football Game of the Week, the Fable Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. We'll be back with a halftime show shortly. Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. Your area is Silicaga, the beautiful Marble City. Your area is Childersburg, the oldest city in the United States. Your area is Fayetteville, home of Lay Lake and Purcell Farms. Your area is Area Real Estate. When you're in need of a new home, Area Real Estate is there for you. Bill Farr and the group of agents at Area Real Estate are helpful, insightful, and take the weight off your shoulders in the home buying and selling process. Let the real estate company in your area work for you. Area Real Estate, online at arearealestateinc.com. Area Real Estate is the obvious choice when you're in the home buying and selling process in Silicaga and the surrounding area. Area Real Estate agents take you step by step, relieving you of stress and helping you find the perfect home. Area Real Estate online at arearealestateinc.com. At Central Alabama Community College, you can be anything you wish to be. Don't put your future on hold and don't settle for less than excellence. We are Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. CACC.edu. The credit union mission, People Helping People, has never been more important than now. We understand that the COVID-19 pandemic may cause financial hardship. As your trusted financial partner, Cooza Pines Federal Credit Union is here for you. Call 800-237-9789 or email us at cpfcu at coozapinesfcu.org. Where do you see your home loan in 15 years? Now is a great time to take advantage of low mortgage rates at Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. You may find that you can shorten the term of your loan, reduce your monthly payment amount, reduce lifetime interest expense, or cash out for home improvement. Apply online at coosapinesfcu.org or call the Coosa Pines Loan Department using option 5 at 256-378-5559 or talk to one of our mortgage experts. Coosa Pines FCU, equal housing lender, federally insured by NCUA, NMLS number 464059. What makes Garris Specialty special? Did you know Garris Poland is the largest firearm dealer in Talladega County with one of the largest firearm selections? That's special. Garris Music has it all for the instrument enthusiast, guitars, drums, keyboards, and more. That's special. And Garris Tax Service will get you the most back on your tax return at the beginning of the year. Now that's special. Drop by Garris Specialties today. You never know what you'll find. Garris Specialties in Pond. Behind Pete's Feed and Seed on West 2nd Street in Sylacauga. Harvey's on Noble has it all for everyone. Harvey's is the perfect combination of a fine, family-friendly, hometown restaurant, and event venue for weddings, receptions, parties, and more. Harvey's on Noble, 280 North Anniston Avenue in Sylacauga. Harvey's on Noble always has you in mind with live music and entertainment, weekly meal specials that you'll love, drink specials, and great service to ensure a great night. Harvey's on Noble, 280 North Anniston Avenue in Sylacauga.
Have you started prepping for deer season? Oak Grove Feed and Tank has all the supplies that you need. Stock up on corn, seeds, or mixes, like their best-selling triple grip mix today. Oak Grove Feed and Tank, located on Highway 280, next to Vaden Toyota. Renaissance Bank in Sylacauga has the best banking solutions for you. Checking, savings, and more. Opening an account is easy. Learn more by downloading the Renaissance Bank app. Renaissance Bank, understanding you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm Albee Steers is there for all of your insurance needs. Home, car, boats, and more. Whatever it is, State Farm agent Albee Steers in Sylacauga has you covered. As we celebrate 100 years of women's suffrage, we reflect upon a time when we could not register to vote nor hold public office. But now, we have the privilege of representing the people of Alabama in the state legislature. We must continue to educate and empower women because together, we can continue to shatter records and overcome barriers. Register to vote and obtain your photo ID so you too can exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. Register to vote at sos.alabama.gov. is the Radio Alabama Sports Halftime Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to the Fayetteville Football Game of the Week on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Radio Alabama Sports.net Halftime Show. And uh, surprised that I was able to get all that out without stuttering. But um, beautiful evening here in East Alabama. As yeah, the Lafette Bulldogs are taking on the Wolves. And uh, it's 7 to nothing. We just entered the half. We're getting a performance here by the Lafette Marching Band doing a great job. I always love to, to see the bands do what they do because, um, I don't know, I've just always, something I've always liked. I think it takes a lot of talent to, to go out there and play instruments and sync like that. And, as well as dance, and uh, it's just something I like to watch and see. And a little update from around the area: uh, Silicaga is up on Talladega, 21 to 14. But it looks like Talladega has the ball, and they're driving. So um, we'll see. Interesting game that probably a lot of people thought Silicaga would run away with, but they're having some trouble right now uh, with the Tigers. So see how that one plays out. And just a uh, poor offensive showing from the Wolves once again. Don't really have stats in front of me, but um, not a lot going. They had a little bit going on the ground. They had good start and field position their second drive of the game uh, when they started at the 32-yard uh, line. The Bulldogs moved the ball about seven yards, finally had a turnover on downs. And uh, they had the ball three or four times, just nothing going as it continues as Looking at the past few games they've had, and only seven points scored in the last ten quarters. And um, no, no matter what era of ball you play in, that's just that's not going to cut it. You can't score seven points in ten quarters of play. And uh, Wolves are trying to hang on and stay in this game tonight because if they lose this game, 
Uh, they are out of the playoff race completely, and that puts Lafette in the driver's uh, seat if Vincent loses tonight. And uh, the Wolves are really trying to get that uh, fourth spot, but not looking promising after this first half performance and where they actually had a goal line stand earlier. So this game could very well be 14 nothing. And they just tiring the defense out, as we've seen a lot of weeks. Conservative play calling, which uh, we've seen all year. Um, so, not go. Don't know what's going to come out of this game, but uh, a lot to look forward to. There's two games left in the season, you know, as well as the rest of this game. And those two games coming up, you have a Ramber team who is uh, having their own struggles this year and um, not playing great football. Then you got a Childersburg team who's in a rebuilding stage. So um, they can very easily win their last two games of the season. They can barely, uh, very possibly win this game, but they're going to have to get out there and start moving the ball more, get that defense off the field and put seven points up. And uh, they're just going to have to go out there and execute the game plan. And one thing that they're definitely going to have to do uh, when they get out here. And uh, that's going to be get a stop against this Lafette Bulldogs team when they come back on the field because they will receive the kickoff. Yeah, um, defense is playing pretty decent right now other than giving up some big yards towards the end of that half. But the past few games we've had, you know, defense has kind of showed up in the third quarter. But they've tapered off late in the fourth quarter. Tonight we need to play two more quarters of football on defense and get something going on offense. Absolutely, Jacob. And uh, you know, the Wolves they just they just can't get it going on offense, man. You look at the stats and I think they have forty nine total yards of offense compared to hundred and twenty of Lafette. And uh, their defense bailed them out there at one time when they were inside the six yard line. Uh, to save them. So this game could be a two-score ball game right now, but the Wolves are going to have to execute when they have prime opportunities, like when they had the ball at the 32-yard line of Lafette. Yeah, you you look at our rushing yards, 15 total rushing yards, but you think as well as we moved the ball, we'd have more than that, but that's just going to, you know, Pacey making bad decisions, going 15 yards backwards and then taking the sack, and that'll hurt you every time. Absolutely. That'll definitely throw you off your game plan. And When you get the ball, I just keep going back to you. had the ball on the 32-yard line of Lafayette. Just had that given to you, and you only move the ball uh, like five yards and then turn it over on down. you got to execute those uh, opportunities because you're going to have to earn everything against this Lafayette team. Uh, pretty solid team. Been in most games they've played. Uh, right up there with the Lycans of Randolph County. They were in that game. They were in the game against Lynette. Uh, they were in the game against Comer. Should have beat Comer. You're looking at a couple plays away. This team, one more game. So the Wolves, uh, you know, this one, they could run away with the uh, Bulldogs in the second half if the Wolves aren't careful. Yeah, I was just told, telling you, I'm sorry, that's 15 rushes for 45 yards, and that's uh, Luke White has 45 yards. Uh, Brady Ritchie has three yards on the ground. Cam Keaton has three yards on the ground, but negative six, uh, uh, by the way, of sacks. That will 
you know, knock that average down, and that's how we end up with 45 rushing yards. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's what are the Wolves going to have to do coming out in the second half to to try to come back from this seven nothing deficit and win their first game since week two? Well, I see we we're passing the ball a lot more. We passed the ball a lot tonight. And, Pacey's got to make better decisions with, with his throws. There was one on the far sideline over there about the 15-yard line to Luke White. And in the vicinity, you had two or three Bulldog defenders with the eyes on the ball, too. Absolutely. Uh, if you're in LaFette's position, what are you going to have to do coming out in the second half to hang on this seven-point lead and get the win? Well, LaFette's running the ball really well. Obviously, their offensive line's a whole lot bigger than any lineman we have on the field. And, I mean, I guess that's what they're going to keep doing, keep running the ball and kill some clock. And I guess if you're a Bulldog fan, hope hope for a win. Yeah, you know, like we were just touching on, the Bulldogs are hungry for a win just as the Wolves are because they've been so close on so many games, such as the Wolves had. But other than those two blowout losses, um, Three blowout losses, rather. You know, they were in the game against Vincent. Should have won that game and Woodland. So you look at there, this Wolves team could easily be four and three right now instead of two and four, or three and three instead of two and four. And another thing we Ford, need to, I can't forget. I, I don't know, Jake. I can't get my number straight. Another thing we need to look at. You know, we started out with. Uh, Three penalties in a row in the first quarter. I don't think the second quarter we had a penalty go against us. Lafayette only has four. So, I mean, for the most part, you can look at this as a disciplined game so far. And I, we need more of that in the second half. You can't get behind the sticks early like we did in the first half. You can't have costly, you know, Mistakes. senseless penalties. Absolutely. Those penalties are real drive killers. and. It's hard to rebound after those, especially, I mean, your momentum will just stall every single time when you commit penalties uh, on a drive. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what they come out. But, you know, Coach Limbaugh's giving them a stern talking uh, in the locker room. And you got to see, hopefully, they can come out and, and get this win so that way their season uh, isn't lost. Because you got to think, you drop this game tonight and fall to two and six, uh, things aren't looking promising. Yeah. And then the. If we come out in the second half like we did in the second half against Woodland, we should be in good shape because if you remember that game, we started off kind of sluggish. There towards the end of the first half, we started coming alive. And then the second half, up until that bad call, you know, that ultimately won Woodland that football game, we played lights out. Yeah, that was horrible officiating that game. I mean, clear, blatant, uh, short of the first down, and they gave it to him. But, um about seven minutes left to go before the start of the third quarter. Uh, the Wolves are probably wrapping up what they got to say in the half, and hopefully John Limbaugh can rally the guys and see if they can come out here and pull a comeback victory to listen to the Federal Football Game of the Week on RadioAlabamaSports.net. Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at areareallestateinc.com. 
Your area is Sylacauga, the beautiful Marble City. Your area is Childersburg, the oldest city in the United States. Your area is Fayetteville, home of Lay Lake and Purcell Farms. Your area is area real estate. When you're in need of a new home, area real estate is there for you. Bill Farr and the group of agents at area real estate are helpful, insightful, and take the weight off your shoulders in the home buying and selling process. Let the real estate company in your area work for you. Area real estate, online at arearealestateinc.com. Central Alabama Community College is known for providing a quality college education at a very affordable price. They offer classes and degree programs in a seven-county service area. Class listings and registration information can be found at cacc.edu. What makes Garris Specialty special? Did you know Garris Poland is the largest firearm dealer in Talladega County with one of the largest firearm selections? That's special. Garris Music has it all for the instrument enthusiasts, guitars, drums, keyboards, and more. That's special. And Garris Tax Service will get you the most back on your tax return at the beginning of the year. Now that's special. Drop by Garris Specialties today. You never know what you'll find. Garris Specialties in Pond. Behind Pete's Feed and Seed on West 2nd Street in Sylacauga. Harvey's on Noble is now open for courtyard and in-house dining at 50% capacity. They also still have curbside pickup and delivery if ordered Wednesday through Saturday between 4 and 7 p.m. Just call or text your order. 256-245-5173. Have you started prepping for deer season? Oak Grove Feed and Tack has all the supplies you need. Stock up on corn, seeds, or mixes like their best-selling triple grip mix today. Oak Grove Feed and Tack, located on Highway 280 next to Baden Toyota. Renaissance Bank in Sylacauga has the best banking solutions for you. Checking, savings, and more. Opening an account is easy. Learn more by downloading the Renaissance Bank app. Renaissance Bank, understanding you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm Albee Steers is there for all of your insurance needs. Home, car, boats, and more. Whatever it is, State Farm agent Albee Steers in Sylacauga has you covered. The United States was built on the foundations of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Millions of people have defended these pillars of our democracy. Please remember the sacrifice made by these Americans and make time to register to vote and obtain a government photo ID so you too can vote on November 3rd. Voting is a sacred right. Sacrifices made by those who so bravely serve our country should never be forgotten. Register to vote at sos.alabama.gov. You're listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Fevel Football Game of the Week on the Fevel Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. This is the halftime show, and we are ending the near or near the ending of it with about three minutes left to go uh, before the second half kickoff, where the Wolves will be kicking uh, alongside Levi Phillips to the Bulldogs, and they'll take over with that seven to nothing lead. And uh, it's time, as we do every week, for some picks. Jacob, what do we got? We're going to do top 25 tonight. Um, right now, you, 
teams involved in the top 25. SMU is down to Tulane in the fourth quarter, 31-27. SMU pulled the comeback. Um, there's really only one game between uh, top 10 schools, top 25 schools, and that's Alabama-Georgia. Um, Alabama's at home. We saw what happened with them last week against Ole Miss. You know they're vulnerable. Um, Georgia, Georgia was going to win this game. I I know I said Alabama last night, but I just had that just watching Alabama last week lay an egg almost against Ole Miss. And Georgia's good. They found their quarterback that transfer, and I just don't see Georgia getting beat anytime soon. Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree with that. I think Georgia walks in there, wins it by 10 at least. Um, what other picks we got? I, I'd say a sneaky game to watch is going to be North Carolina and Florida State. Florida State, you know, on the rebound, uh, a rebuilding year, but they're getting better, and North Carolina is not as good as their ranking shows. I'm going to have to disagree with you. Not so fast, my friend. Mac Brown's a very good coach. North Carolina, I mean, given the circumstances this year, I think if they were different, you wouldn't see some of the schools that's in the top 25 where they're at. But I think North Carolina just will best Florida State and Tallahassee tomorrow. All right, well, I would have said Oklahoma State would beat Baylor. It looks like it's postponed. Um, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, sneaky game. I think the Leach train gets back on track, and I think they upset the Aggies. Yeah, the game's in Stark Vegas soon, Cowboys. Cowbells, the crowd might be sparse because of what's going on, but Cowbells are going to be loud. Starkville's a hard place to play no matter what the crowd's like. They're going to beat Texas A&M tomorrow. Absolutely. We've got Pitt and Miami. That one might be a little closer than what folks think. Pitt always puts up a good fight against ranked ACC opponents. I'm going to say that is what is considered a trap game for Miami. Absolutely. Uh, Gus Malzahn, not a good coach, but he is clutch when his job is on the line. They go into South Carolina, and they win that game convincingly. Yeah, I'm going to get home late tonight. Got to get up early in the morning to watch Auburn. Auburn historically does not play very good at an 11 o'clock game. The game's on the road in Columbia. Will Muschamp's a garbage head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. Auburn's going to come out on top tomorrow. Yeah, when uh, Malzahn's playing for his job, he always wins. That's clear. Every time. Yep. And uh, so I guess that'll wrap up picks, and that's right on time as that buzzer's going off. And we're just about to get the second half underway. And, uh, Jacob, one thing we didn't do this evening is give us our final score predictions. Um, what did you have in mind uh, before the game, You minus what we just seen in the first half? Well, you know what? I'm going to go with my score last night, but the score could go either way, and that was 21-14. Lafayette's doing their part. It's 7 to nothing right now. The Wolves have got to do better. I know the Wolves can score when they want to. It's just we got to start taking better chances when we can. Absolutely. I was kind of thinking a three-point game, 24-21 in Lafayette's favor, but I don't think we'll see 24 points scored by either team this evening. So, uh we might see a 14-7 to victory or a 14-10 to victory, something like that along those lines. Or they might run away with it. You never know because we've only had a half of football played. I do know that the Wolves need a defensive stop. That's a must coming into the second half. Yeah, if you like defense, this is definitely the game to watch. I'm a big defensive guy. I love to watch a good defense play. And right now both teams are doing really good on, on the defensive side of the ball. Lafayette is just a step ahead of us on offense, but – 
Coach Limbaugh's down there, you know, talking to his boys. He had them in the locker room. I walked past the locker room earlier, and he was, you know, telling them, hey, these are the adjustments we need to make, and we just need to see if those adjustments were made properly. Absolutely. I mean, I love to watch defense as well, Jacob. I mean, that's uh, one of the reasons, you know, college football got away from it, so I started heavily relying on watching the NFL. Then the NFL got away from defense, so now it's just explosive offenses. So there's really no – you, you kind of have to pick and choose which game you think will be a defensive battle now, and there's not many of them out there anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing an old-school matchup tonight, though. Well, I think we were talking – you know, we watched the Auburn-Georgia game together a few weeks ago, and we said it's hard to be a defensive – player in today's football was considered a legal hit and a legal hit yeah bunch of crap calls i mean okay first off blindside block that's just dumb targeting mm, depends on the circumstance um just a lot of unnecessary calls nowadays that they've implemented and then just that makes it even harder on the officials i mean those guys got enough calls to make, and you start adding all these. And then when you start saying where you can review a penalty like a target, and it's like, dang, that, that makes things even harder. So I just I feel like I get they're trying to make the game safer, but there are a lot of things that play into that, not just uh, making the game safer. Yeah, obviously player safety is a is a main concern in a, in a football game no matter what level. But when these kids sign that dotted line, they know what they're signing up for, and they're signing up to get hit. Absolutely. It's a contact sport. And they're lined up for to receive the kickoff, and the Wolves need to hurry up and get that kicking unit out. And here they come. Levi Phillips has the ball, and he will boot this one deep. First time you'll see Feville kick off tonight. Well, I don't know. They were in that huddle a mighty long time with Levi kicking the ball. You never know. He might pull something up out of his sleeve yeah pull the onside kick but like we said lafette watches film every team does and they'll know that john limbaugh likes to do this coming out of the half well coach limbaugh likes to open that bag up any at any point during the game i watched the coach adam fawcett show last week and that was one of the big things he talked about was teams that play fayetteville have to get ready for anything absolutely they do uh, much agreed see some action tonight by Number four, Xander Liner. Levi Phillips gets ready to kick this one off, and he boots it deep. And they were cheating up. This one will fall about the 10-yard line where it will be picked up by Daniel, and Daniel's dropped at about the seven. And uh, so they knew that they were expecting the onside, but uh, they fooled him, kicked it deep, and caught number 28, Jamari Daniel, off guard. And so now they got 93 long yards to go before Paydirt. I tell you what, it's great to have a kicker like Levi, but not only was that kick good, the coverage team, that's the fastest I've seen them kids run all year, and they got down there and made that play. That they did. One advantage I think Fevel's had over every single game or every single team they played, every game this year is special teams. Uh, they got a great special teams unit, and uh, it has saved them in a couple of uh, or one of their wins this year and a couple of them last year. Yeah, special teams, you know, it's often overlooked, just like the offensive line, but no matter what position it is, it's important. Absolutely. And looks like it's going to be a delay of the game on Daniel, the quarterback. This will bring it back five more yards. So now they're having to operate out of their own end zone. So they got to be careful here not to give up a safety because 
Uh, Fevel knows all about that when they uh, racked up four points worth of safeties against Lynette, and uh, four points was all they seen that game, but they did get four points off of safeties. Yeah, we keep talking about defense needs to make a play. This is where you need to make it. Absolutely. Fakes a handoff to the outside. Daniel drug down to 10, and I, I, I believe this one's going to be coming back, Jacob. That flag was thrown around the line of scrimmage, and it looks like this is going to be a hole, and that'll back them up even more half the distance. We keep moving the ball back. We'll take it. Absolutely. If you're the Wolves, you got to get a stop here because uh, momentum is in your favor now with them backing themselves up the way they are. And number three, Tolls checks out of the game. And in comes Jameis Walton. Called his name a couple times this evening. We'll see what they do here. Is they're faced with a first and 16. About the two-and-a-half, three-yard line. And what are the Wolves doing? Was there a timeout call? I believe we just got two points to put up on the scoreboard. Um, How was that? Oh, that, well, I was just informed that when you hold in the end zone, it's a safety. So the Wolves just got two points. And, Jacob, I just got out of my mouth. The Wolves know all about safeties. There you go. There's two points on the board if you're the Wolves. And a big uh, shift in momentum your way as you get the ball back. Probably a pretty decent field position. And you, They say you learn something new every day, and I just did. I did not know that. Man, I tell you what, they put us up in this press box on the home side tonight and between the PA announcer, we have a referee up here. You know, we appreciate that. That referee told us what had happened because obviously we missed it because we thought the play was over. Yeah, I did. Nice having some guys that actually know what they're doing and not me and you. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. And uh, set to receive deep. Looks like Kaysen Bryant and Cameron Keaton. And I have to. Kicked this one from his own 20. That was actually a pretty decent kick and fielded by Luke White at the 30, to the 35, to the 40. Makes a couple men miss, and he is going to be out to about the 47-yard line. Once again, the Wolves' great field position. you got to execute. Uh, one thing you want to see if you're a Wolves fan or you're listening and you want to see the Wolves, good play call here. Don't go to the same plays and see if you can't move the ball. And this is what you don't want. There's an injured wolf at the 45. Can't quite get a number on that one. But uh, he is on the ground. Maybe just got the wind knocked out of him, but getting helped up. And doesn't look like he's able to get up, so. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week. Federal Sports Network, presented by RadioFMSports.net. As we celebrate 100 years of women's suffrage, we reflect upon a time when we could not register to vote nor hold public office. But now, we have the privilege of representing the people of Alabama in the state legislature. We must continue to educate and empower women because together we can continue to shatter records and overcome barriers. Register to vote and obtain your photo ID so you too can exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. Register to vote at sos.alabama.gov. 
listening to Fayetteville High. Welcome back to the football game of the week. And uh, Shotgun Trio takes a snap. DeLoach with the handoff up the middle to it looks like number 38, Cannon Keaton gains maybe a yard if we're lucky. Um, the injured player on that previous play was Luke White. It was like they're tending to him over there. Can't really see him. Probably have him on the bench, wouldn't you say, Jacob? Probably so. You know, in high school, they don't have the injury tent like they do in college and uh, pros, but they're going to tend to him and let's see what happens. Absolutely. With the handoff to Richie up the middle, and he bursts through the far side of the field. He gets about nine and a half yards, yeah. and he's about a half yard shy. So this is uh, third and inches. If you're the Wolves here, Jake, would you take a shot at the end zone? I believe it's time to start trying that. Yeah, they play conservative. Um, you scored nine points the last ten quarters. Just start airing it out if you're the Wolves. The Loach. Oh, wow. Just burst up the middle. Um, gets about four yards, and Jacob, I think I'd have to agree with you. It looks like there was a false start, but they didn't call it. The Wolves catch a big break there, as that would have set them back. Malik Burton checks in uh, to the game, and Cedrico Billingsley checks out. Lined up in the shotgun trio again. Two receivers flanked to the near side, takes a snap. Hands to Richie. Richie powers through the middle, still going, gets maybe three yards. And he'll be down about the 36, 37-yard line as there's 10 minutes to go um, in this third quarter. We'll score seven to two. And usually you don't see two on the scoreboard, but with the Wolves, that's not the case. Yeah, the baseball field's about two blocks away, and it's looking like a baseball score right now, but that's just telling you how good these – defenses are playing right now yes it does indeed same formation trio two receivers to the near side takes a snap hands to richie again up the middle blast through and he gets about seven with almost enough for the first down you know we keep talking about we're running the ball too much but richie has a hot foot right now we need to Keep feeding him the ball. Absolutely. That's why Coach Limbaugh is coaching them when we aren't because we had came out throwing the ball and look at the way they've been moving uh, in the run game. Oh, and he did get enough for the first down. They'll line it up at the 30-yard line. Um, middle of the field. Shotgun trio. Loach. Snap. Hand to Richie. And since that was the fourth time they ran that play in a row, LaFette was not fooled, and he was taken down for about a one-yard loss there. Yeah, I think a lot of that, too, was a missed assignment by somebody up front, allowing that defensive end to get in there and make that play. Yeah, that was um, yeah, missed assignment there, and that'll set them back. It was like number 35 for the Wolves just checking in, and that's Billy Hem. so we'll see him get some action this evening. Well, you know, with a lot of people out, we're seeing a lot of new people come in. That's next man up, like Coach Limbaugh said. Yeah, that's right. Richie blasts up the middle of the Wildcat. Nothing going. He might have got to the line of scrimmage, maybe. And that'll bring up third and long. You know, that Wildcat play hasn't worked all year, but Limbaugh's still going to try it, and hopefully one day it'll work for him. 
network couple first couple times of the season and then teams saw it yeah. you know he's going to keep it up the middle every time they're going to line up in a wildcat again this will be a pass i can guarantee you richie drops back throws it to pacey pacey in his hands knocked down by number two the quarterback daniel and that'll bring up fourth down and 13 and from this area of the field, Jacob, what do you do? Well, obviously it's out of Levi's range, so you're just going to have to take a shot. Absolutely. 7.45 to go for the end of the third, and the Wolves drive stalls once again. Um, they got that two points on the board, but it doesn't look like as far as this drive, maybe putting more, but we'll see. Richie in the Wildcat. Fakes a sweep to Bryant. Same exact play. Gives it to Pacey. In his hands once again, but he was hit and it knocked out. And um, that if you're if you're a coach, that's a play you expect your receiver to make. Yeah, even in double coverage, he had both hands on the ball. That's the one you got to come down. With. Yeah, I mean when you had the ball like that, yeah, I get you were hit, but. Um, you should come down with those. I mean, he could have easily made the, both of those catches, but they'll turn the ball over on downs. And um, the Bulldogs will take over at their own 32. Once again, Wolves can't get anything done on the offensive side of the ball and uh, relying on the defense to bail them out. Line up in the shotgun formation. Two receivers to each side. Daniel. He's going to take the snap. He's going to give it to his brother, Daniel, and he gets nothing, maybe a yard on that carry, and that will bring up second and long. Yeah, it seems like the defense has this run game figured out for right now, and the defense is going to you know, control the game like they did in a few games this year, but it's up to that offense on the, on the Fayetteville side to start making plays as well. Absolutely. And do we have an update on that Comer game? Well, the last I saw, it was 22 to nothing, Comer. Okay, well, that makes sense because they uh, they just go for two every time because they don't have a special teams unit. That will bite them in the playoffs, Jacob. Mark my words. Takes a snap, gives it to Daniel. Daniel around the far side of the field. He's hit, breaks a couple tackles, and he's going to be about a yard shy of his first down, bringing up third and one from – their own 41-yard line at the far side of the field. Yeah, he got six yards after the initial contact. That's the play you got to make on defense. Yeah, you can't let guys just run wild on you like that. And uh, I don't know. Daniel probably just doesn't have just uh, mouth-dropping stats, but uh, he, he's definitely carried the ball and made some stuff happen this evening. Lined up in the eye formation, third down. Daniel takes his nap. He's going to take it himself, and he is going to have it uh, by about a foot. And I don't think they need to bring out the chains for that one. He was past that first down marker, and indeed they will wave him on to a first and ten for the Bulldogs from their own 43. This Wolves defense starting to show signs of uh, – Fatigue here, Jacob. Yeah, they need to get this offense off the field. Get over there and catch a quick breath for those that can because, you know, we have a lot of people that plays both sides of the ball. And in two-way football, that's, that'll start to show. Absolutely. That it does. In eye formation. 
Daniel. He's going to toss it to Daniel. Runs around to the far side of the field. Five and maybe eight yards. He might have got nine. Nope, looks like he got about eight yards out to the far side of the field. And, oh, they're going to mark him back. Say he stepped out at about the 50. Um, so I would have gave him a little more from here, but had a – they're going to say he stepped out right before he got to the 50. So, Yeah, it's showing on my paper oh. Jamari Daniels, an athlete, and he's showing his athleticism right now. That he is. Lined up, eye formation once again. It's a toss to the near side of Daniel. Dakota Ogle in pursuit. Can't make the tackle, and he's finally ran out of bounds by number 18, Jacob Bice, at about the 41-yard line of Feville, and they have now crossed the 50-yard line. And they are driving on the Wolves uh, five minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, and the clock will stop as the Wolves are down 7-2. to two. And the Bulldogs are looking to um, extend that lead here, led by quarterback Daniel. You got you to gotta give credit to Dakota right there, though. That was a good hustle. It's just Daniel was a step faster. Yeah, he, he was in pursuit, but just couldn't quite get there. Lined up in the eye formation. Receiver split, and he fakes a handoff. Play action pass. Airs it out. He has a receiver, and he made the catch. Number six, Demarcus Holloway made a catch. Dove out for it. Was barely able to tuck it in, but wow, what a catch there. That's probably the best catch we've seen all year. Absolutely. That, that's the best catch I've seen since I have started um, doing radio broadcasting, which was all last year and this year. I mean, he just extended for the ball, and not only did he extend for the ball, he was able to tuck it. Um, so there was no doubt whether he had maintained possession. That ball never hit the ground, and what a spectacular catch by number six, Holloway. I'll throw it to him again. High formation split receivers. Takes a snap, handoff up the middle, and Daniel walks in for about a six-yard touchdown run, and that'll extend this lead to 13-2, to two, uh, pending the extra point. And I know we stayed hung up on the catch so long, I didn't even know what yard line they got down to, but they was down at about the five or six. But uh, I just can't get over how good of a catch that was. I mean, great coverage, but what a great throw by Daniel. I mean, he put it to where if Holloway wasn't going to catch it, nobody could. And um, that extra point is blocked. And had number 88, Solid Brooks, not dove on it, they might have scooped that one up and went back and had four points like we've seen a few games ago. Yeah, that would have been a good good little shot in the arm for the Wolves, even a Block field goal will give you just a little bit of that shot. So we need to get this kickoff, and we need we need to start going. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that, Jacob. I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember how many points we scored each game, but against Woodland, I know we scored. Uh, was it 17, Jacob? Uh, yes. It was, or no, it was 16. 16. 16. Horseshoe Bend, 14. Uh, Lynette was four. Vincent, 34. Victory Christian was a forfeit. Randolph so, County, we didn't score a point. point. Comer last week, we scored, scored seven. seven. So, you're looking at... Um, 95 points we've scored all year. 95 points through uh, seven games of play, six games of play is uh, less than... I mean, that's about 18 points a game. 
That's uh, if you're the Wolves, that's what you don't want. Is Case and Bryant? He's going to take this. He might have gotten to the 26-yard line, but you know, if, yeah, you take um, doing the calculation. I know it's about 18 points a game, but you divide 95. Uh, by six. No, excuse me, I miscalculated. That's 16 points a game. And Jacob, you can't win ball games at 16 points a game. You just can't do it. Not when you're giving up, you know, 41, 41, 30, 30, 20 points, and you're only scoring 15 points. You know, you absolutely. Don't, you don't get a win. The Loach takes a snap out of the trio, and once again we see another handoff, and that time is to number 38, Camden Keaton, I do believe. And he might have gotten two. Well, they gave him three yards on that one. That'll bring up second and seven. Uh, they'll be at their own 29 on the far side of the field. As we're 420 to go and ticking. And the Wolves are down 11. So you definitely want to get a score on this drive. You go into the fourth quarter down by two scores, uh, you have to rush yourself. So they probably want to get points on this drive. Lined up in the shotgun trio again. The Loach. With the snap, fakes the handoff, fires down the field, and that was pass interference. That flag comes out as Jacob Vice was being held, uh, obviously by Holloway, and uh, so that ball or that'll be coming forward 15 yards. And I don't know in high school if it's 15 from line of scrimmage or if it's it's 15 from the line of scrimmage. And, and I, I tend to like that play call better. I, I think it's NFL that does. 15 from the spot of the foul, and yeah, I'm not a not a fan of that one, but that'll come forward 15 yards, and that helps the Wolves out again. Let's see if they can take advantage of it. You know, like I said earlier, it's an advantage for us to have an official in here to, you know, clarify some rules up for us, so we do appreciate that. Yeah, very much so. Sometimes it gets lonely up here when it's just us two, so we have some guys we can talk to. That makes things better as well. Yeah, good crowd here tonight at Bulldog Stadium. I want to talk about that. You know? Yeah, very. They're they're very passionate, and enthusiastic, but they're also respectful about it. You know, which is hard to find. You can go to just some of the schools around our area, and that is not the case. But uh, great place here. Everybody's super nice, friendly. Got us a good spot. So Deloach takes a snap, a reverse handoff to Camden Keaton. That's going nowhere. So that's about a five-yard loss. Back to the 39-yard line. Camden Keaton just about lost that football. If he would have blinked, that ball would have been gone. But great awareness to, you know, bobble the ball a little bit, but stay with it and still nothing going right there for the Wolves. Yeah, they definitely got to try to score before the end of the quarter, and it's 3.30 to go uh, before the fourth quarter starts. Down 13-2, to you're facing the second and 15 from your own 39. Same formation again. Trio. Deloach with the snap. Drops back to pass. He's going to fire. And that was just a blatant drop. By number three, Cason Bryant, who just, I don't even know what. I mean, he might have been looking at that scoreboard or something, but I don't know how you don't how you don't catch that ball right there. Yeah, I don't know if they heard it on the radio, but we have the coaches to our left, and they're livid about that play. Yeah, I, I would be upset about that too. 
I might would pull him from the game for that one. <laughs> yeah, it's plays like that you have to make in the game. The groundwork is laid out for you, and right now you're not showing any determination or sense of urgency. And that's exactly what they did, as you see Casey on the sideline with the snap. Deloach drops back. Same play. Fires to number 12, Cadence Baird, and guess what? He makes the catches. He's being slung to the ground, and that's about a five-yard gain. And, um those young guys, man, they, they've been playing this year. Hunter Hammonds, Cadence Barrett, uh, Zeke DeLoach, those guys have really been playing. Those guys are coming back next year, and you also have your quarterback coming back. Um, so definitely a lot of pieces falling in uh, together next year as well. So this Wolves should have a uh, decent outing next year, hopefully better than what they've had this year thus far. As DeLoach will be the punter. He steps back, and it's going to be a fake pass. Wow. In his hands and dropped that, again. Well, after I was just talking about how well he was playing, number 12, Cadence Barrett, drops a perfectly thrown ball. Well, I wouldn't say perfect, but it was very well catchable as it hit him in the shoulder pad. and um, They're going to give the ball to LaFette at the 45-yard line. And... Uh, you got to think if LaFette puts the ball in the end zone here, they might just put this one to rest. Yeah, this close to the fourth quarter, and they keep tacking on that scoreboard. The Wolves are eventually just going to, you know, run the ball, kill some clock, and let's head to the house. But we don't need that. We need to see some urgency. Absolutely. 2.17 to go before the fourth quarter. Eye formation, toss to Daniel. Daniel's running. Uh, he has some Wolves defenders. Dakota Ogle finally. Oh, he's he wasn't down. His knee never hit. He carries on. He gets down about a 38-yard line, and I thought Dakota Ogle had him taken down, but he rolled over a guy and kept running because his knee never hit, or it didn't look like his knee hit from here. That was very reminiscent of that Michael Dyer run in the 2010 National Championship. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, and uh, you know that one was even closer than that one. You could tell. I mean, he uh, Daniel was up. He was in the air the whole time. And, Way to keep on fighting. A lot of guys would have just went down, but he kept on fighting, and good to see that. Lined up in the I formation. They got receivers split to each side. Daniel takes a snap, gives it on a halfback dive to Daniel, and he got maybe a yard, and that looks like what they're going to give him, and that's going to bring up third and two. As we're just about a minute to left to go, uh, in the third quarter, Wolves down 11 still. Let's see what they decide to do here. As number 54, Zaterius Dawson j checks out of the game. They got their two, they got three big targets out at receiver, number six, number seven, and number eight, Holloway Walton, son. Shotgun trio takes a snap. He's going to fire two on his receivers, number eight's in. And DeLoach hits him and uh, jars him to where he couldn't make the catch. That'll bring up fourth down. And I think this is an easy call as I think you send your offense back on the field. As, well, as much success as you've had this evening, I would send the offense back on the field. And it looks like number one, Tucker, is going to check in. And it looks like they're actually going to send on the punt team. Yeah, I was fixing to say this would be a key play in the game, probably the biggest play, but 
Yeah. Fayette's going to play conservative. Well, not so fast, my friend. You could very well see a fake punt run or a fake punt pass here. Yeah, we did just do that to them. And no, punt all the way, and there's a penalty marker. And if this happens to be on the Wolves, I think it's going to be a false start. But if this happens to be on the Wolves, that changes the game. Yeah, this is a big call by the man wearing that white hat on the field right now. And that's a false start on LaFette. And that might have actually helped him a little bit on this kick. Yeah, he didn't want to punt it in the end zone. I think he's going to try to punt it, maybe where it'll go out of bounds, about the 10, 15-yard line. Yeah, I believe that's what they're going to do. Oh, very pretty punt, and it just rolls rolls to about the nine-yard line, and that's where the Wolves will take over. 28 seconds left to go in the third quarter. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on RadioIslandSports.net. We'll be back in momentarily. Harvey's on Noble has it all for everyone. Harvey's is the perfect combination of a fine, family-friendly, hometown restaurant, and event venue for weddings, receptions, parties, and more. Harvey's on Noble, 280 North Anniston Avenue in Sylacauga. Have you started prepping for deer season? Oak Grove Feed and Tack has all the supplies you need. Stock up on corn, seeds, or mixes like their best-selling triple grip mix today. Oak Grove Feed and Tack, located on Highway 280 next to Baden Toyota. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. And while uh, we were on break, there was about a three-yard run uh, by Camden Keaton. And this will bring us to the end of the third quarter. The Wolves uh, facing a second and seven from about their own 12-yard line. And an 11-point deficit. So we'll see what they can do when we come back. You're listening to the Federal Football a game of the week on the Federal Sports Network. We'll be back shortly. Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. At Central Alabama Community College, you can be anything you wish to be. Don't put your future on hold and don't settle for less than excellence. We are Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. CACC.edu. Garris Specialties in Ponds has what you need. Loans as low as $5. Great deals on firearms and interesting items you won't find anywhere else. Garris Specialties in Pond, behind Pete's Feed and Seed in Sylacauga. is the fourth quarter of Fayetteville High School football brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to the all-important fourth quarter on the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. And um, Jacob, 
the Wolves hadn't had anything going all evening. They got lucky on a holding call in the end zone, which resulted in a safety uh, early in the third quarter. And that's uh, the only points that we've seen for them this evening. And uh, they're facing the second down and seven on the near side of the field here. Um, so we'll see what they can do. Yeah, this is your season right here. This is the life of your season rest on this next 12 minutes that it does the loach sends richie in motion takes a snap he's going to screen it to richie and that was just way over richie's head and i don't know why that one wasn't blown dead because that was a forward pass that was not a backwards pass and richie couldn't get on it coach limbaugh livid it did look like a forward pass from here but at the angle we're at i can't really Well, uh, I've just been informed that they were at the 10 and the line of scrimmage was at the 12. He was, uh, and he threw it backwards. So, they, uh, he did throw it backwards. So, that's not what you wanted to happen if you're the Wolves. So, they're going to tack on six points. And they're going to say no, it was not a touchdown. Uh, I think uh, I like that call because from here it looked like he threw it forward from here, but it was close. So I think, yeah, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt to the offense, but better to just avoid that situation altogether and throw it forward or either complete the pass. Yeah. That's oh. one time I wouldn't mind having run to, you know, not cause that confusion we just had, but the ball stays in our hands and we need to do something with it now. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what they're doing. There's a little confusion on the field, but I'm not sure what they're doing. They're talking it over the fetch coach with the white-hatted guy. And... A little bit of confusion. I guess we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back momentarily. Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. Area Real Estate is the obvious choice when you're in the home buying and selling process in Silicaga and the surrounding area. Area Real Estate agents take you step by step, relieving you of stress and helping you find the perfect home. Area Real Estate online at arearealestateinc.com. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week. On the Fellow Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. And we just came back. There was a little confusion on the field. There was a screen pass by Pacey DeLoach over to Brady Ritchie. It was behind the line of scrimmage, but it was barely a forward pass, which was initially called a, a scoop and score on Lafette's part. But then it was called back. So now it's a third and seven of the Wolves. They're facing from about their own 12 on the near side of the field, lined up in the shotgun trio. Deloach takes a snap. He drops back. A lot of pressure. Completes the pass to number 12, Cadence Barrett. Cadence Barrett breaks a tackle. He's at the 40. He's at 45, 50, 45, 40. 
He's all the way down to the 35-yard line, taken down by number six, Demarcus Holloway. He's just saved a touchdown for the Wolves, and now there is a spark in that Wolves offense. That was about a 60-something yard gain. That was the play call we've been looking for, and, man, did it work wonders. He just ran out of gas right there. But, hey, great running right there. It puts us in position. Absolutely. Quick huddle. Shotgun trio again. DeLoach is going to take the snap. He's going to hand it off to Camden Keaton. And Camden Keaton is met by a wall. And he gets maybe a yard, bringing up second and nine with uh, 11.20 to go in this fourth quarter and ticking. Uh, they'll place that ball about the 32. And I don't understand why you go on the ground right there, Jacob, after that beautiful pass play you just had. You would think you might would uh, roll the dice and try to throw it again, but you ain't got to worry about interception when you run it. Well, I was just doing some thinking right there, which is a dangerous thing. We keep running the ball. That sets up for a pass like that. Absolutely, and flags flying, and that's going to be a false start. So you might as well just move this one back and call it second and 14. Oh, it was offsides on the defense. Well, um, okay. We'll take that too. But Can't yeah. get used to the play getting blown dead on offsides because most time, you know, it's a free play. But I think in high school they blow it dead. You know, we talk about running the ball way too much, but sometimes running the ball will actually open that playbook up and Limbaugh just showed right there, hey, I do have another play other than a run. And, Man, it gave, it gave us 60 yards right there. That it did. Shotgun trio, second and five. And they're going to draw the, the defense off sides again, and this will set them up with a first down at the 22. Hey, keep keep moving us. We'll take it. Yep, that sets up first and 10, and Wolves knocking on the door. There's still 10 minutes and 29 seconds to go. They're down 11. you got to think if they score here, will they go for two? I don't think so. Well, but, you know, Limbaugh has that bag of tricks. He's not the mad visor, as you call him, for nothing. Absolutely. We uh, see what they do here. And Was that a pass or run? I was actually looking down on that. That was a pass. Uh, it's his, a pass. His feet got out from under him. And as I say, that turf monster just grabbed him and brought him down, but there was some bulldogs in the area, too. That it did. They got about four yards to the far side of the field. And one guy we haven't targeted tonight who is a very sure-handed, sure-fire receiver, and that's uh, Hunter Hammond. So, see to get him involved later is Deloach is going to hand it up the middle to Richie. Richie carries a guy maybe two yards. and. No, not even that. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to bring up third down. Yeah, this is where where we need to see a pass. See, this is where uh, I would like to see runs on that second down situation because now they know you have to pass it. Yeah. So we'll see what they're going to do here. Nine minutes to go and ticking. Down 13-2. to You're facing a third and seven. Key play right here. Like you said earlier, this could be your season. Takes a snap. The loach. He's going to fire to the end zone. And that was just overthrown. That wasn't catchable by Cadence Barrett. So now fourth and seven, everything comes down to this. Well, this is going to be a Levi Phillips field goal. If he gets that, that makes it an eight-point game. That's a touchdown and a two-point conversion, but we have to keep Lafayette out of the end zone. That we do. Another score could put this game out of reach. This is a huge kick for Levi. That it is. 
Gets a snap, clean snap. Phillips with the kick, and it is in. <laughs> Hits the bottom of the upright and bounces in. Wow. Hey, take them how you can get them no matter how bad they look. That's right. Well, now the Wolves have went up. Or, excuse me, uh, Lafette is still up, but it's only an eight-point ball game now. And this makes things interesting as there's 8.53 left to go uh, in the game. And Bulls have got to have a good defensive outing here. You know, I think Levi was – he had a little nerves because he knew how important that kick was. But in the books, it will go down as a, as a good field goal and – I mean, it don't get much uglier than that, but on the scoreboard, it, gets, it shows three points. Yeah, three points is three points, no matter where it, uh, whether it's Levi Phillips or one of Alabama's kickers. I mean, it, it goes through. Well, it wouldn't go through in Alabama kicker's case, but Levi Phillips' case, it did go through. So they'll line up to kick it off, and you might see an onside kick. I wouldn't put it out. Uh, but like we were saying earlier, LaFette watches film, and they know Coach Limbaugh likes to, to trick folks. Yeah, a lot of coaches say that about Limbaugh, which, I mean, I guess it's a good thing because it keeps you on your toes. But when you run the trick play offensively, you got to make them work. That's right. If you don't make them work, then you look retarded. And uh, no coach wants to look like that. So we'll see what they do here. And Levi Phillips. Signaling to his guys, and he kicks it deep. And it's going to be fielded by Joshua Combs. Combs out to the 20, to the 25, gets a block, to the 30, out at the 34. Good block there by number 50, Kenyon Oliver, um, on that play. And they'll start this drive at their own 34, and their last drive, even though it was long ago, resulted uh, in a safety. No, it didn't. Excuse me, that was two drives ago. And I forgot what they did. They punted, didn't they? No, I think they, that was when they scored. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, that was when they scored. But this is a big drive for the defense. This is a big drive for both teams. If you're LaFette, if you score here, you put the game kind of out of reach. But if you're the Wolves, if you get a stop here, this game is very much alive. They line up in eye formation. Daniel sends a man in motion. Gets a snap. And it's a handoff to Daniel up the middle. Dances around. He might have got two or three yards on that one out to about 36. So he, they'll give him two, bring up second and eight. And uh, he has been the workhorse tonight. But they do have some receivers with some size with Holloway, Walton, Sin, uh, all them guys, Combs. They got some uh, big-bodied guys who can uh, go up and grab the ball just as you've seen Holloway do earlier. Yeah, I think some of these boys are some of the biggest we've seen all year, but our undersized defensive line is somewhat holding their own right now. That they are, Jacob. Lined up in the shotgun trio. Receivers to both sides. Takes a snap. Daniel drops back. He's going to run. He has got some open field, but he's taken down at the 41 by about three Wolves defenders, and that will bring up third and three. This is a huge play. Yes, nothing mattered up to this point until this play with 7.40 to go and ticking until uh, the end of this game. We'll see what they're going to do. Fourth down and four, rather. I thought uh, I would have gave him an extra yard. They go up to the line. They say, no, sir, let's come back. They're going to line up. Yeah, Daniel wanted to. Shotgun trio. 
they have Walton and Sin lined at the outside. And they're going to have to burn a timeout here. We'll take one with them. You're listening to the Pebble Football Game of the Week on the Pebble Sports Network. Big play up coming from both sides. We'll be back momentarily. What makes Garris Specialty special? Did you know Garris Pollen is the largest firearm dealer in Talladega County with one of the largest firearm selections? That's special. Garris Music has it all for the instrument enthusiasts, guitars, drums, keyboards, and more. That's special. And Garris Tax Service will get you the most back on your tax return at the beginning of the year. Now that's special. Drop by Garris Specialties today. You never know what you'll find. Garris Specialties in Pawn. Behind Pete's Feed and Seed on West 2nd Street in Sylacauga. Like a good neighbor, State Farm Albee Steers is there for all of your insurance needs. Home, car, boats, and more. Whatever it is, State Farm agent Albee Steers in Sylacauga has you covered. Welcome, welcome back to the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Pell Football Game of the Week. And uh, just like State Farm, AJ Albia Steers, whatever happened to Jake from State Farm? I don't know, man. Hadn't heard from him in a while. Shotgun trio, receivers to each side. Gets the snap. Daniel's going to pass. He's going to have Daniel on the catch, and he gets past the 50. And if that would have been about two inches lower, that play would have been called incomplete, and they would have been facing the fourth down. But Daniel barely, barely got it out to Daniel. And um, updated score, five minutes ago, B.B. Comer's up 36 to nothing against Vincent. And I thought they would beat Vincent, but I did not see that uh, big of a blowout coming. But um, nonetheless... Well, that's good for LaFed or Fevel because they need Vincent to lose. Seven minutes to go from there, the Wolves 48. Takes a snap. Daniel's going to hand it off to Daniel. Daniel at the 45, down to the 40. And they're going to be about two yards shy of a first down. And you're down under six minutes. You're down eight. You really need a stop here if you're the Wolves. Yeah, I want to go back to that last pass play. I want to say the ground helped him catch that ball yeah it, it was definitely a close one but from here it did look like it didn't touch but uh, it was close all righty coming up to the line on a second and two near side of the field they're lining up in the shotgun trio tight ends everywhere takes a snap gives the handoff gives it to daniel daniel dances around and he barely got to that first down mark, and they might have to bring out the change, but I think they're going to give it to him. And no, this will bring up third and short. Third and short indeed. This is an important third down. Is Just about every third down from here on is an important third down. That it is. Daniel checks in with his coach, sends him back out. Going into the huddle. If you're the Wolves, you need a stop. Mark Reed looking over at his team. Lining up in the eye formation. Jumbo set sends a man in motion, and this is going to be handoff to Daniel up the middle. No, it's not. It's going to be a timeout by the Lafette Bulldogs. We'll take one with them. You're listening to the Pebble Football Game of the Week. We'll be back momentarily. 
Harvey's on Noble always has you in mind with live music and entertainment, weekly meal specials that you'll love, drink specials, and great service to ensure a great night. Harvey's on Noble, 280 North Aniston Avenue in Sylacauga. Like a good neighbor, State Farm Albie Steers is there for all of your insurance needs. Home, car, boats, and more. Whatever it is, State Farm agent Albie Steers in Sylacauga has you covered. You're listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. We're our radio, AlabamaSports.net, 527 to go in the game. And the Bulldogs are facing a third and one from the 40-yard line of the Wolves. See what they do to line up in the I formation. I ain't about to guarantee this is going to be a quarterback sneak. Two men in motion. That's Walton and Sin. Takes a snap, and it's going to be a toss to Daniel. Daniel's got a first down to the 35, down to the 30. He was out of bounds. At the 31, his foot came out, but they're going to say he wasn't out. And I don't know about that one, but he would have had the first down regardless. So it, it's not, it doesn't really make things different. Five minutes to go and ticking, and the Bulldogs are driving and eating clock. And if you're the Wolves, you need a turnover here or a stop, one of the two. This is a crucial time in the game, and, I mean, that's not understating the – significance of these next few moments absolutely daniel up under center sends number seven sin in motion and he's gonna qb sneak it up the middle and i've never seen a qb sneak get seven yards before but he got about seven yeah he uh he had his running back behind him pulling him like a trailer giving him that extra push that's right that's right and down to 420 to go and ticking any score here puts this game out of reach, even if they are able to put a field goal up right of making it a two-score game. Yeah, we've bend it just about as much as we can bend, and it's not it's not time to break now. Absolutely. Line of eye formation again. They got Sin and Walton. Send them in motion far side of the field. Daniel gets a snap. It's going to be another one fullback pushing him forward. Wolves were expecting it. And he still gets five yards out of it. That'll move the chains for another first down. I tell you what, Tequavy and Daniel is a is a pretty good runner with help or without help. I mean, after contact, his his legs are still pushing and it's eating clock up. That they are, Jacob. Three thirty-seven to go and ticking down thirteen to five, and they can almost run this clock out. Coach John Limbaugh is going to have to start calling timeouts, and I can't tell from here. Yep, he's got one timeout left. Nope, he's got three timeouts left. So he's going to have to start burning them here in a minute as this clock continues to tick, and they got a fresh set of downs. Daniel takes a snap, gives it to Daniel. Daniel around the outside. He's at the five. He's at the two. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, and, folks, that might be the game. Yeah, that right there will definitely put this one out of reach. It'll put the playoffs out of reach, and that'll put any hopes of this season going forward after the Tillsburg game yep. out yeah. of reach. Uh, absolutely. Um, that puts Vincent uh, Ran, uh, Ranburn 
Uh, the Wolves and Horseshoe Bend out of it, and it looks like if Lafette can hang on their next couple of games, they'll uh, they'll be in favor of that fourth spot. Extra point blocked again, and blown dead, 19 to five. Uh, you're listening to the Pebble Football Game of the Week on the Pebble Sports Network. Things not looking promising for the Wolves. Uh, we'll be right back. Your area is Sylacauga, the beautiful Marble City. Your area is Childersburg, the oldest city in the United States. Your area is Fayetteville, home of Lay Lake and Purcell Farms. Your area is area real estate. When you're in need of a new home, area real estate is there for you. Bill Farr and the group of agents at area real estate are helpful, insightful, and take the weight off your shoulders in the home buying and selling process. Let the real estate company in your area work for you. Area real estate, online at arearealestateinc.com. Harvey's on Noble has it all for everyone. Harvey's is the perfect combination of a fine, family-friendly, hometown restaurant, and event venue for weddings, receptions, parties, and more. Harvey's on Noble, 280 North Anniston Avenue in Sylacauga. You're listening to Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week. On the Federal Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net, and um, things not looking promising for the Wolves. They're down 19 to five, getting the ball back with 3:04 to go, and uh, this kick's going to be fielded by 18 Jacob Vice. He's going to get up to the 35, makes a man miss, stays on his feet down, all the way to the 48-yard line of the Lafette Bulldogs. And if you want any chance staying in this game, you got to score in about two plays, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob Vice showed right there. He's a senior. He don't want to see this season end two games from now. And I don't think any of the Wolves do. I know we don't. But right now it's not looking good. We need to score. We need to score quick. Absolutely. They need to take two shots at the end zone here. I don't want to see any of that conservative stuff. they got to go after it, and they got to get aggressive right here. And you see them lining up in the shotgun. Hunter Hammonds, Casey Bryant to the near side. Cadence Barrett, and I can't tell who it is, to the far side. Deloach gets the snap, fakes it to Richie. Rolls, complete to number, I can't, 38, Cannon Keaton. Goes out of bounds, that clock's still rolling. They got to get, no, no huddle, no huddle. And the clock will stop. No, it won't. It'll keep going. Uh, they not showing any signs of urgency. 2.32 to go and ticking. Down two scores. you got to take a shot. Camden Keaton, Cadence Barrett's to the far side. Cason Bryant, Hunter Hammonds to the near side. Richie in the backfield. The Loach drops back. Fires one over the middle and whew, right out of the hands of Cadence Barrett and almost intercepted by one of the big hefties, number 52, Antavius Woody. Yeah, you want to talk about lack of urgency right there. You know what's on the line. I mean, I know Coach Limbaugh has probably drove that in these kids' heads all week long, but still you're not showing it. No, no sense of urgency out there. If you want any chance trying to save this season or win this game, you're going to have to to speed things up as you're running out of time, and it's 2.15 to go. Clock stops down 19-5. to with third and seven facing. Takes a snap. Deloach sends a man in motion. Gets a snap. Drops back. He's going to dump it off to Hunter Hammonds, who gets a first down. 
and one of the Wolves players is thrown down out of bounds. I'm surprised we didn't see an unnecessary roughness uh, on that one. And that'll get them a first down out past the 35. And uh, that clock will stop, but now it's running again. Same receiving core we've seen. Deloach in the backfield with Richie. Takes a snap, drops back, false start, blow on dead. Or either a timeout was called. Five-yard penalty. I didn't see the yellow hanky, but it had all the signs of a false start. Well, the Lafayette coach is livid on the sidelines. That's going to be a offsides. Mm. Never good to see. I th- it might have been illegal for or illegal substitution, as what I think it was is shotgun again. Deloach drops back, steps forward, runs, heaves one. In case of Bryant's hand, Cadence Barrett jumps in front of it, and it ends up being incomplete. Either one of the guys probably could have caught that, but. Uh, Cadence Barrett dropped that one when it was in his hands. So I guess we'll, we'll probably see another pass play here. Second and five, 148 to go for the end of the game, down two scores. That's where communication's critical. Somebody needs to have a baseball mindset and call that one off. Let the person that's called the ball off catch it instead of jumping out in front. I mean, that was a touchdown. Absolutely, it was. It was six points right there handed to him. Takes a snap to Loach. Heaves one and couldn't get to it. Good coverage there by number 21, Lloyd. And so now they're looking at third and five, minute 41 to go down, 19 to five. And um, they don't get this. And then the next two plays, you'll see Lafayette come out here and probably kneel the ball a few times. Yeah, Lafayette will kill the clock when they get it, no doubt. And number 50 is running off the field, and that's Oliver. Just does get off. A little bit of time to spare. (laughs) Takes a snap. Deloach drops back. Fires. Enter. Ooh. Ooh. I thought that was intercepted and for a touchdown by Daniel, the quarterback, but he let it pop out of his hands. But I thought that was a surefire pick six. Yeah, I think those boys over there in the white jerseys, can have a collective sigh of relief, but either way you look at it, I mean, it's not really going to matter what happens at this point. The very slim chance of pulling this one out, but the chance is still there. So we'll see what they they do here. And Limbaugh's going to burn a timeout. I bet they had a hard count dialed up. They take a timeout. We'll take one with them. Things not looking good. Down 19 to 5. Upcoming fourth down with two minutes to go in the game. You're listening to the Pebble Football Game of the Week on Pebble Sports Network, presented by RadioAbamaSports.net. The United States was built on the foundations of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Millions of people have defended these pillars of our democracy. Please remember the sacrifice made by these Americans and make time to register to vote and obtain a government photo ID so you too can vote on November 3rd. Voting is a sacred right. Sacrifices made by those who so bravely serve our country should never be forgotten. Register to vote at sos.alabama.gov. Welcome back. 
crucial play up coming. Uh, Got to get this if they want any hope of keeping this uh, playoff hopes alive. In the backfield is Richie and the Loach. Four receivers in the formation. And it looks like LaFette jumped, but it might they might have been drawn off by the Wolves. And this is going to be an offsides. That'll be an automatic first down for the Wolves. And uh, once again, they got them on the hard count. Well, it looked look like uh, Blake Ritchie jumped a little bit, but I think the defender is the reason he jumped, and they'll put five yards on it. Yeah, so... Uh, It'll be fourth and one. I think I got confused. I thought it was fourth and five, but it was fourth and six. But this does make it more manageable. Um, you'll probably see a run here by Brady Ritchie, but they might throw the ball, Jacob. The fourth and one. We didn't, well, we really Trips to the left. Run. Takes a snap. The loach. He drops back the other way. Takes off running, and he's stopped. Shot. No, he got it. No. They're going to have to bring out the chains on this one. Nope. They called first down, and... Uh, Wolves catch a break because I believe that I would have brought the chains out for that one. That was a close one. Well, I believe you're in four-down territory right now. You have to start throwing the ball to the, to that end That zone. you do. they got to hurry up, minute and 20, and the clock ticking. You don't want to burn another timeout because you will need them if LaFette gets the ball back if you don't get your onside kick, if you even score here. Four receivers in the formation. Takes a snap. Drops back. Not a lot of urgency. A fumble, fumble. The ball is on the ground. Ball was on the ground. That was, a, a, I would have to say I probably agree with the lady in the stands. That did not look like his arm was going forward. That ball was knocked out of his hand. Uh, they're going to say incomplete, but I don't, I don't know. Oliver runs back on the field, and he's going to send off Malik Burton. Well, exactly one minute to go, and the defense knows what we have to do offensively. And, I mean, they're showing that. They have two safeties, or now they're pulling yeah. them up. Richie's at quarterback now. Gets the snap. He's going to drop back to pass. Throws a beauty, and Pacey was tripped up, and it's intercepted. Holloway at the 10, at the 15, at the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. It's a foot race, and he's pushed out of the bounds by Brady Ritchie at the 40. And you'll see the LaFette Bulldogs line up in victory formation. And, folks, that's all she wrote. Well, there's a flag on the field. I know you probably can't see it because the woman we were talking about is covering it up. But it's, it's down there, so we'll see what it is. Uh, it's probably going to be a hold on the uh, – after the interception, I don't see it being pass interference because from what I've seen up here, Pacey uh, was tripped up. Um, yep, holding against the Bulldogs, and I'll just bring it back. Nothing really important about that one, but that's going like to. The Wolves are going to drop this one 19 to 5. <laughs> KJ McCurley always. Uh, the comedian and uh, been texting us throughout tonight, and you will see the victory formation because even if they needle it three times, the Wolves only have two timeouts. So, should see victory formation. No, that's not what it looks like, no. Daniel. 
Yep, that is what it looks like. I like it. Don't put all the guys out there. Just kneel it in regular formation. It saves thought, you the trouble. I thought they were fixing to run it with Daniel again, but golly, did he put his knee on the ground. I hate to see that, you know. Yep. We we played better the second half than we did in the first half, but ultimately Lafayette just had more size, more speed, used it to their advantage, and now we're going home. That they did. Empty-handed. Wolves are going to drop this one, and they have now – uh, not counting the forfeit win they have, they have now dropped five in a row um, and six losses total on the season. Uh, their record is two and six now, so um, we'll talk more about that when we come back. That was your final was 19 to five. Lafette over the Wolves. Lafette is now the front runner for that fourth spot in the area playoffs and played a pretty decent game this evening and you're listening to the uh, Fayetteville football game of the week presented by Fayetteville Sports Net or excuse me on the Fayetteville Sports Network presented by RadioAdlessSports.net we'll be back momentarily Hey, this is Blake Farr from Area Real Estate. We're happy to announce we're expanding into the Alexander City and the Lake Martin area. For years, Area Real Estate has helped home buyers and sellers in Sylacauga. Now we look forward to offering the same friendly service to you. Check our website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. Your area is Silicaga, the beautiful Marble City. Your area is Childersburg, the oldest city in the United States. Your area is Fayetteville, home of Lay Lake and Purcell Farms. Your area is Area Real Estate. When you're in need of a new home, Area Real Estate is there for you. Bill Farr and the group of agents at Area Real Estate are helpful, insightful, and take the weight off your shoulders in the home buying and selling process. Let the real estate company in your area work for you. Area Real Estate, online at arearealestateinc.com. At Central Alabama Community College, you can be anything you wish to be. Don't put your future on hold and don't settle for less than excellence. We are Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. CACC.edu. Where do you see your home loan in 15 years? Now is a great time to take advantage of low mortgage rates at Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. You may find that you can shorten the term of your loan, reduce your monthly payment amount, reduce lifetime interest expense, or cash out for home improvement. Apply online at coosapinesfcu.org or call the Coosa Pines Loan Department using option 5 at 256-378-5559 or talk to one of our mortgage experts. Coosa Pines FCU, equal housing lender, federally insured by NCUA, NMLS number 464059. Harvey's on Noble has it all for everyone. Harvey's is the perfect combination of a fine, family-friendly, hometown restaurant, and event venue for weddings, receptions, parties, and more. Harvey's on Noble, 280 North Aniston Avenue in Sylacauga. Have you started prepping for deer season? Oak Grove Feed and Tech has all the supplies that you need. Stock up on corn, seeds, or mixes like their best-selling triple grip mix today. Oak Grove Feed and Tech, located on Highway 280, next to Vaden Toyota. Renaissance Bank in Sylacauga has the best banking solutions for you. Checking, savings, and more. Opening an account is easy. Learn more by downloading the Renaissance Bank app. Renaissance Bank, understanding you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm Albie Steers is there for all of your insurance needs. Home, car, boats, and more. Whatever it is, State Farm agent Albie Steers in Sylacauga has you covered.
This is the Radio Alabama Sports Post Game Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Radio Alabama Sports. Well, you're listening to the Fayetteville Sports uh, post-game show for the Fayetteville football game of the week on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. Wow, that was a lot to get off, and uh, I got it there. But, <laughs> Jacob, before we get started on this post-game, on this brief post-game that we're going to do, uh, one thing, you know, we was just talking, and for the audience out there, Fayetteville is averaging 12 and a half points scored per game and they're averaging giving up 23.6 points a game so if you do the math and round they're basically losing every game 24 to 13 and that's not a spot you want to be when you're a playoff team just a year ago you can't put up 12 game 12 points in the game Against the teams that we play, as Limbaugh says, you know, it's the SEC West 2A football, you know, with Randolph County, Lynette, you know, Lafayette, I mean, yeah, they're going through a hard time with the coaching transition, but, I mean, it looks like with this being their third win in a row, they have it figured out. So, I mean, these teams are putting points on the board and we're getting safeties and field goals every game. That is not going to get you to the playoffs. Well, I mean, one pause that we can take, we probably lead – the state in safeties. 1A to 7A. 1A to 7A. I bet we got the most safeties out of everybody as far as uh, defense. I, our defense has scored six points whole season. Pretty impressive. Yeah, we've relied heavily on our defense all year, and we saw that at Woodland, that this defensive unit with Coach Mark Reed and the bright green hat as I see him walking off the field over there, you know, Defense is probably our strong point. I know the scoreboard says we gave up 19 points. You know, Randolph County, we gave up 41, but that's because the offense cannot stay on the field for some reason. You know, Lynette showed promise. We held the ball for a quarter and a half of the first half of that game, allowing only 14 points. But it just seems like since then, their offensive time of possession is – you know, killing our defense. It's cattywampus is what it yeah. is. Cattywamp. I mean, it, the, the offense is not holding the ball for as long as they can. They can't get anything moving. And the play call is not there. Uh, a lot of the same play. I mean, I, I three or four different times they went to the same play th- until it didn't work. I mean, I get wearing it out, but you want to have it tucked in your pocket for uh, some point or other in the game. And they just keep going to the same plays, and that just isn't going to always cut it. Yeah, we we got a lot of work to do. I mean, I know some of our key players are seniors this year, you know, with Luke White, you know, only having two games left. I, Jacob Vice with only two games left. But then you look at the younger kids coming up. You know, they need to build off of these and say, hey, this is what we did wrong last year. They'll look at this Lafayette game and say, this is why we didn't need to – this is why we didn't make the playoffs, what we need to work on. You know, starting with the week after the Chillsburg game, you need to hit the weight room. You need to go back and watch film and look at what you messed up. The JV 
uh, football team plays a county championship this Tuesday night, those kids are coming up, so that's something to look forward to. Absolutely. I mean, the future's looking bright. It's just you've got to make smarter decisions coaching-wise and player-wise to get over that hump and make it to the playoffs on a consistent basis. Absolutely, and uh, you've got to score more than 12 points in 12 quarters. Most definitely. I mean, when you're talking about a point a quarter, you go back to Randolph County, zero points. Last week, seven points. Uh, seven points in eight quarters. You add five to that, 12 and 12 quarters. I mean, that's not cutting it. I and mean, that's not going to do it. And we say these low-scoring games, that's, and that's not because we're not getting there. We're in the red zone. We just can't convert. And to win games, you have to convert points in the red zone. Absolutely. Well, uh, any closing thoughts you have, Jacob? I mean, there's really not much to say. Conservative play calling costed us this game today because you can't blame it on the officials. You can't blame it on a bad defense because the defense did their part. Offensively, the play calling has to be better. Get out of that conservative mindset. You now have nothing to lose. You have two games left, and that's it for the year. It's time to go crazy and start calling stuff you ain't called all year. It's time to see that visor start working. Yeah, I have to say, I agree. You really don't have anything to lose now. You're not going to lose your playoff spot. Uh, they're at home against the Ranburn team that I don't know much about, but I know that they're along the likings of the Horseshoe Bends and Vincent, so they have a chance to win. Um, I feel like you'll see a, a – I hope this isn't the case, but you might see an unmotivated team next week come out to play against Ranburn, but – uh, hopefully they'll uh, come out with a chip on their shoulder. And um, mathematically now they are out. And Lafette is in the driver's seat to get that fourth spot. So um, good luck to those guys. Should be a decent playoff this year. Good teams getting in there. And I um, want to wish everybody a safe evening, safe weekend. Stay warm and uh, safe travels to all y'all. Hope everyone has a great evening. You have listened to the Fable Football Game of the Week on the Fable Sports Network, presented by RadioAlabamaSports.net. That's all we have for this evening, and we will see you next week um, at 6.40, rather, for the pregame show. We got on a little later tonight due to technical difficulties, but uh, we'll see you at 6.40. Wolves play at home against Ranbird, and maybe they can uh, so complete the season with, a, with another win, hopefully a win streak two in a row, and... Um, Hopefully those guys can get it back on track. Everybody have a great evening and a good weekend. You've been listening to Fayetteville High School Football.